welcome to episode 72 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's with me tonight? Uh, Stefan J.D. Uh, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> Sam Mercer with no good Russian accent. Oh, <laughs> that was good. That was good on you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and before we get too far, I want to mention something quick. We are actually going to be doing the first giveaway on Games My Mom Found. So, big deal. And what you would be getting, you would be getting a Steam code to Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl, the first yes. game, the best one that I played so far in the series. <laughs> the best one I've played so far out of the two, arguably six games. <laughs> uh, yes. So, you will get a Steam code. I already have the code. I'm just waiting. So, what we, what are we going to do is I'll, I'll talk about the end of the show, too. But all you have to do is make a post, make a tweet, make an Instagram thing about games my mom found, whatever the hell episode you want to mention, something about games my mom found, how much you enjoy us, screenshot it. You could email to us at gamesmymomfound at yahoo.com. Send it to, to on Facebook Messenger at gamesmymomfound. Send it on, tweet it to me at, at gamesmymomfound. So you want them to just add us on Twitter? Yeah, I mean, hell, add us too. Just make some kind of tweet, and then I will enter you into the drawing, and then I will use a random generator to pick whoever. So that's how you enter the drawing. And we will, you have until next time that we rec- that we do recording. So the, the contest closed on, 30 for, on May 31st, 2020, U.S. time, when we record this 1 p.m. Then I will cut it off and I will pick somebody. So you have till then to get an entry. So you have a you have about a week. Maybe I should go longer. Eh, we should go. <laughs> yeah, you got a week. <laughs> Fuck it, you got a week. <laughs> so, so there, there's a the contest. So that's we're doing our first contest, and if it works, I got plenty more Steam keys to give away, but for less good games. But more Steam <laughs> for keys. less good games. <laughs> I got some. Really- I still oh have God, about, uh, I still have like five copies of Bad Rats on Steam. If anyone wants this. <laughs> I think I have a copy too. <laughs> what the fuck is Bad Rats? It's oh, just a really shitty like you game. Need my copy. <laughs> oh God. It's this really, really shitty Steam game that like there was a joke going around. People would just like send copies of this game to people. So there was a point where I had like 10 copies of my Steam inventory just because people kept sending me copies of this fucking game. <laughs> it's just oh, a really I guess we know it might be in our giveaway, huh? <laughs> yeah, if you want. Yeah, actually, I'm going to send everybody. I'm going to force everyone to have a copy of Bad Rats and the giveaway will be for me taking the game back out of your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Stu, since this is your pick, why don't you introduce what we're going to be talking about? Sure. Um, and apologies to everybody, because behind the scenes, I, I literally just walked into my fucking house. Um, I, I was out of town, walked in, got home, sat down and was like, all right, let's start recording. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, we are playing a follow-up to a, a our seventeenth episode game almost a year ago. A little over a it's little over a year. year ago. Really? It, oh my god! It's a little over a year ago that we did Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. Wow! You're playing the, old. the second game in the series, the prequel to the first game, Stalker Clear Sky. Clear. Yeah. Same company, same publisher. Came out a little. A little bit, a little bit, a year, about a year later. Uh, ridiculous difficulty. <laughs> same ridiculous difficulty and what, uh what year did it come out in this came out in 2008 the first game came out in 2007 and this ca- oh, yeah. it came out the first game came out in march 2007 this came out in august 2008 so they were like we, we released that episode on may 7 2019 so a little over a year a little over a year so that's actually pretty close that's that's not bad it wasn't <laughs> planned that's the best part none of that was a, planned uh, oh did, was this the longest we've gone between playing a, an original game and a sequel now Hey, how's that Golden Sun sequel coming? Yeah, that'll be the longest. <laughs> okay. That'll be like five years. Right. <laughs> but five years later. Yes, we'll play this Golden is probably... Sun. We don't play sequels all the time in this show, so... Uh, we're slowly working our way through a couple series, like Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Um, Resident Evil more so. We've played two so. Silent Hill games so far. 
we've played we've played the worst resident evils <laughs> and, yep <laughs> and the most um average silent hills <laughs> even yeah, though like, Stefan, I'm depending on you yeah. to curb Mike's taste in uh, Resident Evil. I, I, I depend on you to recommend <laughs> the better titles. My Mike, favorite, I picked, uh, <laughs> my favorite uh, is still Dead Aim, where Mike is like, we're playing Dead Aim, and both Stefan and I were like, why? Why? Oh, okay. fuck. Hey, Dead Aim was good. What? I Dead Aim's on my shelf. I admittedly enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um mm-hmm. To give Mike credit for that, and and Mike has to give me due credit for this game coming out because this is like the first PC game we played, and I love I love playing these kinds of games because Mike has like a million questions to ask, and I never want to say anything to him, and so our messaging like our messaging board is just like Mike being like <laughs> like for this one you kept sending me like I killed twenty guys and I was like good job like, what are you... <laughs> like i don't know what to tell you i don't want to say anything about like what happened well so what we should say as we said before stalker clear sky is a prequel to what happens in shadow shadow of Chernobyl. it's it, it's, it's a, a direct lead up to where that story begins it's it's yes. a survival well, this game is classified as a survival horror first person shooter which i think is 100 accurate it's technically a first-person shooter. <laughs> to be to be as annoying as possible, quite technically, it's an FPS survival horror RPG. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you go RPG? Because you're not leveling anything up. Uh, your leveling is like your... You level your guns up, yeah. essentially. That's upgrading you, your guns. Um, what I mean, they don't game, level up by people you shoot in the head. No, so. but what this game does, which we'll, we'll get into, because um, I listened to the first episode, and I was like, what... What do we need to talk about that this game does differently specifically? One of the things god that this game race, does differently right? is uh, the key yeah, the god race. <laughs> um, one thing that this game does do differently is it's it's a much more refined experience, and you can actually upgrade some weapons and armor. Uh, a little I never bit, did that, which Mike didn't do for some reason, <laughs> which is uh, shocking. Yeah, <laughs> I did like, a lot of running. Listen, I, I ran I, all the time. <laughs> I had the macro off and I was like, this is a piece of shit. And like literally the first vendor I found was a guy who's like, hey, I can upgrade that. And I was like, wait, are you kidding me? Okay, we can make this gun not shit. It was still shit, but it was slightly better. It was slightly <laughs> less shit. It was, yeah. pol- it was a polished turd. Oh, and we forgot to mention this was developed by GSC Game World. Too. GSC Game World and published by Deep Silver. Uh, published by them originally and then later published by Deep Silver, I should say. Yeah. Also, fun fact: I discovered all of the gun models are mirror images of their uh, real life guns. So, like the uh, the chambers, the the actions are on the opposite side, the side facing the shooter. <laughs> yeah. Which was extremely impractical because you, you would not want you know hot shell casings <laughs> flying at your arm. But I'm sure they did that to like I don't know avoid. You'd be uh, you'd be amazed what games do that it happens more often than you might think the most notable example is like all the fallout games mm-hmm. have a left-handed uh a left-handed hunting rifle because they really want you to see they really oh, yeah, want you to see you looks better like rack the bolt and like yeah. oh it just looks cooler when in reality i guarantee you there's not three thousand left-handed hunting rifles yeah. floating around washington dc <laughs> 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 oh, another thing we should say, this this game takes place in where Chernobyl was, essentially so many years after yes. the accident that happens in real life. But in this world, that the radiation has mutated monsters, mutated people, made things called anom- anomalies, which are just weird <laughs> anomalies. Yeah, got there. I don't know how to say it. Like tornadoes that spin around and spin you in a circle and drain <laughs> all your health. I mean, that's an anomaly. Yeah. 
basically yeah. what they are. <laughs> I think we, we mentioned this in the first episode, which I'm not going to point anyone back to because it was our 17th episode. And I'm not saying this sounds good. I'm working on it. But like the 17th episode is a little rough audibly. <laughs> I haven't listened to it in a long time. I was listening to it on the way back and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, our mics are cutting out constantly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Sam is just like super whiny and high pitched. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we actually got the original. This is the original crew from the stalker episode as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because we had just lost DJ right before this, too. Yeah. I think, Sam, you were one of our first guests. Very yeah. early. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to be on Stalker? And you're like, yeah. And a year later, hey, you want to be on Stalker Clear Sky? And a year sure. later, do you want to be on Call of Purpose? Yeah. yeah I look forward yeah, to Call Sign me up. Year. I got a year okay. to play it now. Yeah. So Clear Sky does some things differently than the first game. I mean, one thing we should kind of say for those that don't know, is I, as I said before, it's, it is a first-person shooter, but it's very different. One, you don't really, you have a regenerating health bar, but very, very slowly, and it doesn't really feel like it half the time because they're always damn bleeding. Mm-hmm. When you get shot in this game, you're bleeding. If you don't put it, use a Band-Aid or a bandage, okay. you, you are, you're just going to keep, you're going to bleed out eventually or you're not going to regain health. And that, it's that a bleeding plays a, simulator. It plays a <laughs> big part. It's simulator. annoying. Also, you 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 get money, but at least in when I played this game, I never had fucking money. I could never get money. I played this game wrong, so I'm gonna find that out real fast. No, you didn't. Yeah. I I complained to Stuart. I was like, I've been I've been robbed twice. This is bullshit. They've taken everything that I have. I have- I got robbed, and I reloaded, and I robbed them. My favorite part of that is that Mike told like Mike was in that same scenario as you and like. At a pretty similar time, like you messaged me about that, and then Mike messaged me about that, and Mike did not message me about getting robbed. And I was like, "Did he not realize that he doesn't have any money left?" Or I don't want to be like, "Check your wallet." <laughs> well, what happens is, for those that don't know, this game does have some randomly generated events too. But there's a part where you go through a tunnel. You don't have to. I found out you no, go you through don't. this tunnel, and you'll get to a guy, and you'll, you'll you'll see guys throughout this game that be like, "Hey, put that weapon down, and I'll talk to you." I put my weapon down. I walk over, do 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 do, and then he fucking robbed me. Normally, he just let you pass. He talked to you. He took all my money, and I'm like, all right, that's it. I reloaded, walked back to him. He's like, put down your gun. I just shot him in the head and started shooting everybody in the head. It didn't work out so well, but he didn't rob me this time. This is why Mike would ever survive in like a Walking Dead scenario. <laughs> hey, put down your gun and come talk to me. Okay. <laughs> well, all the time in this game, you get up to encampments. That people will say, put down your gun and we'll talk to you. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's probably one of those encampments. You seem nice. (laughs) Seems reasonable. Seems like a good guy. You could, like, look at that guy, too, before you come, like, before you walk up to him, you can stare at him and it comes up with his little name and his little description. And it's like, so and so, bandit. Well, my, (laughs) I didn't go over his name. I I didn't realize how to use the flashlight until way later in this game that I realized, oh, there's a flashlight you can use. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was very much missing uh, night vision. Um, Jesus Christ, I could oh, never yeah. see anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me that this game is super dark. No, no it's a, it's a nope. it's a very like all three of the games are very like dark, um, tonally and visually. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, also, who attacked the military base the first time they encountered it? Oh yeah, talking about, <laughs> about machine gun nest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love, uh, that that part was fucking hell you you're only playing the game about like let's say an hour you come out of a tunnel in like the second or third area and there's a guy in a machine nest just machine gun nest just shooting at you constantly i ran for my life but yeah. you I'd can like attack it um you can if you want um 
I like to think that that was like a direct answer to the first game because the first game everybody attacks the machine, like the military base immediately to get better weapons. I did too. And oh. in this game, they were like, "We'll just put a fucking turret on top of it, and no one's gonna so, attack that shit." I have a whole story about that, and this story sort of starts. This is this is the only time I've ever looked something up for a stalker for a stalker really? game because I was so stuck and I'm going to tell you why I was so stuck I was hunting around in the swamps for a long time because I had a lot of fun you know following around the AI and taking bases and stuff I don't know why but I think it's a combination of the guns being like mediocre to adequate at best the AI being dumb when it's on your side and just deadly enough when it's on the enemy side to make things always interesting whenever you're interacting with anyone. But oh, so yeah. I'm hunting around, and I shit you not, in the first 30 minutes, I find a completely broken VSS. And I'm what? convinced, I'm convinced it's in the north end of the swamp. I'm not shitting you. You can find it. I found a completely broken VSS, and I was convinced that when you know, go into Cordon and you, you uh, engage with the machine gun nest, which I died like 50 times at. I was convinced that I had to find ammo to take out the sniper's nest and <laughs> make enough money to actually get it repaired. And so I spent an embarrassingly long amount of time trying to get past that fucking machine gun nest. <laughs> Finally gave up and searched and literally everyone was like, yeah, just run like hell and you'll be fine. I was so fucking mad. I was so mad <laughs> that motivated me to go back and kill everyone at the machine gun base once I got around it. Immediately you know, found my good spot, pressed F5, and then charged in and abused the hell out of the dumb AI. Yeah, every what time I, I do that area. I... I, I, no, what's really disappointing is like, oh, I go in and I'm like, okay, finally, I'm going to have some money. I'm going to farm the stuff. You know, you farm everything. You run it back to the base. You sell it. You come back, and the AI respawns. Oh, like, yeah. Nine or ten oh, of them. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I killed all of you. Because they call the military base and they're like, hey, is anyone out there? I guess we should probably send more guys to at this military base. It's like vitally important. It's miserable. Because <laughs> they punished you for the first game raiding the military base hard. <laughs> that VSS you find, I wonder if that's, um, there's no way that that's like uh, Scar's like standard weapon. Because Scar's like notable weapon is a, a Vintar BC. Oh I wonder God. if that's like his broken weapon that. <laughs> It's in a weird spot, so I don't think so. But yeah, it's on the north end of the swamps, like in the very beginning. I, I, I went up there, funny enough, to try and see if I could find a way around that machine gun nest. Because it's like, you know, you walk up and it's like, <laughs> oh, we know the soccer's here. We know exactly where he is and we're going to fire nonstop. <laughs> Super accurate rounds until he's dead. I like how um, you can later go back to the like the the top area and just like skip the whole cordon. But like the first time they're like, nah, you gotta fight that guy. <laughs> you gotta so wish I had that. <laughs> about this game we should mention is it does use this most of the same map from the first game. Yes, it's a good chunk of it. Yeah, so it's um, I I kind of liken this to like the Bioshock two of this series where you're still in Rapture. You just like occasionally you go to different parts. But this game is like so much more um, like direct in that. Like you you start off in the this area called the swamps, which I think they reference in the first game, but you don't go. It might have been cut from the first game. And uh, after that, you go like straight into the cordon and the garbage. And like the rest of the game is exactly like the first one, the same map to the point that you're even going to like the same power plant at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the same areas, oh. a lot of the same people. Same people. It was less ruined, yeah. though. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it's a prequel, um, which I guess some people didn't realize <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> um, 
including Sam, who didn't realize yeah. it while he was playing it this time. Listen, I get lost in the firefights. <laughs> the firefights are just so like I don't know what it is about the grinding, but you're always grinding to the next gun, and I just I get completely lost in that. <laughs> but I never found I never found a single besides the story one. I never found a single um uh artifact. Like they were all gone. Like I didn't find either. one either. <laughs> That's. You guys played a broken version of the game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the video at one point. I got really fucking stuck near the end. And the guy had all these artifacts. I'm like, where the fuck do you get artifacts from? Like, I never saw a single artifact other than the story one that they make you grab at all in this game. So, um, okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me. This one, I've had, I've played game, I played this game a, a couple times where, like, the emissions don't happen as frequently as they, as they sometimes are supposed to. But the uh, whenever there's an omission, uh, more artifacts spawn. And so this this game introduces the mechanic where like you could feasibly get infinite artifacts. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what an emission is in this game, it's basically the screen turns yellow and you just start dying. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bullshit. It's uh, radiation. Yeah. It's a, well, it's an added aspect of this game. Which, one. Uh, Oh, there was one part where this game likes to do areas where it doesn't want you to go through so you get radiated, but there were po points where, like, I need to get through there because it's a faster route to my goal. So what I would do is I'd check my inventory. I would I would disrobe a few things and just and drop equipment and run through the radiated area and just inject myself with the anti-radiation medicine. Oh, no, no, so no you drink vodka. Vodka's the only way. Yeah. You know, you're drinking a vodka and your screen starts to, like, fly all over the place and you start <laughs> wanting to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> There was a the part in this game where I had an emission in front of me. 20 zombies were around me. Yeah. I had one of those fucking tornado things right next to me. And there was one of those uh, feral stalker dudes like jumping around. Uh, what are those things a, called? A snork? Yeah, That's... those things are brutal. Yeah. It sounds like a Steely Dan song. It was zombies left of me. Dog to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle of my death. Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't work as good as I was hoping. <laughs> was that a... Was that Silly Dan? <laughs> it's a Silly Dan song. Um, Joker's to the left of me, clowns to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. That was a uh, Steeler's Wheel. That song. That it's the same like, group. Is it? Yeah. They oh, just, I learned they something today. Their name later on. Oh, I have to completely like. I I have to watch Oh Hello on Broadway again. <laughs> oh hello. <laughs> I need to get my Steely Dan knowledge up. <laughs> uh, we were mentioning like earlier with like the swamp. It, in the early part of the game, they kind of they introduced this idea where. You're taking bases like you'll, you'll fight through. You'll end up taking out some bandits and you'll take over a section. And these oh, yeah. NPCs with you will then occupy that same base. Oh, um, I did man. it the first part of the game, but I never did it again. I don't know yeah. if it's still around or I just ran for my life a lot. I, uh, uh, I, I had message in the group <laughs> chat. I was like, so this is the game. This is all we're doing is just taking over bases. I was asking Stu that because I thought that's all it was. I knew it was a prequel, so. I can't remember what I said. I was trying. I tried so hard not to say anything about games like this because so much of it is just like you got to find out for yourself. Mike but, yeah. spoiled the ending for me before yeah, I no got there. Like a hundred percent in the chat was like, "Oh, so this happened?" And I was like, "Fuck, okay, I guess we'll just talk about it." <laughs> it's not like I mean, there's spoilers for the stalker, but I mean, you're not playing this game for the story. That's true. We do mention a couple times in the first episode for Shadow of Chernobyl how the the story is not really the point of the game. The point of the game is the world. Um, I kind of like the story in this one, though. It's very one, interesting. I didn't read anything they different. said. Oh, I man. <laughs> I ran constantly in this game. I'm like, I don't want to talk nobody. I don't. I just want to run. That's all I did. 
I, I just like running. I think the game suffers a little bit from like extremely long dialogue sequences, but yeah, like yeah. if you're patient enough to sit down and listen to it, which I'm not always patient enough, it is interesting. But like the world is just so much more interesting. And I'm like, well, uh, tell me what you need to do. I want to get back out there. It's kind of the feeling that I usually got. It's the problem. It's the problem. It's the problem. Um, it's Fair. the problem of like you've they've created an incredibly interesting world that people just want to exist in, mm-hmm. and then they're writing a story that is interesting but it's not nearly as interesting as like the 30 side dogs that want to kill you around the yeah. corner oh like, yeah so it's like, you gotta sit like you gotta like make the choice to be like all right like tell me what i need to know I Other actually... than, skip 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 let me fight let me fight let me fight that <laughs> yeah. first uh night i played this game i actually went and got some vodka and i was just taking a couple shots here and there <laughs> there you go then, that's the every right time every time you go to encampment they're like how you doing stalker and i was just like hey how's it going man by like hey. shot 10 i was like shut the fuck up only you can answer and so it's weird to me why didn't none of the russians in this in this game said bro all the time i don't understand i thought russians just say bro they no one gets that joke because no one's heard the episode we haven't released yet uh, <laughs> oh. inside jokes with the people on the outside yeah hawkeye 2012 comic that uh <laughs> What Mike doesn't realize is that there's a character named Nimble who only calls you bro. Oh, there is? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't. I was like, I was like, what a weird thing to say, considering like every time you talk to Nimble in these games, he's like, what's up, bro? I don't think I ever got to. I Well, again, I, I only talk to people before the game made me talk I was to. I to say, before you say you never got to him, he's in the first encampment. <laughs> so, and I like, he, uh, attention. he sells you information. Nimble is like the only Nimble's like one of the only through lines throughout all three games. He exists. Uh, he, he's just like constantly in the zone. So I do Ooh, have a question. Are you somebody special in this game? Unlike like the first game, or are you just some random guy yes. they recruited? Also, unlike the first game, uh, you are extremely special in the first game. You just don't know it. <laughs> um, yeah. In this game, okay. So let, let's talk about the story a little bit because we have yes, to please. kind of recap the story of the first game. First game, you're a random like you wake up, you're a random dude, you have amnesia, your arm says like marked or a stalker on it, and you have a mission to kill Straylock. And throughout the course of the first game, you are uncovering like little bits of information about Straylock and his group and like their past. And you're running into like members of his group who have died. And eventually you discover that like you have amnesia and you are in fact Straylock. You're the person that you are supposed to be killing. And then the game kind of shifts and you have to go take out this like sea consciousness that controls the zone. And this game, which is a prequel, it's trying to get you to the point in the first game where your character has amnesia. And so you play a scar, a mercenary who's being tasked with, uh, tasked by clear sky who's uh we'll talk about them as an organization but they're trying to stop straylock from getting to the center of the zone again they they see him as a danger so that that was the part that confused me again i thought this is the first time he arrives there this is the straylock gets to the before this game starts straylock and his group have just gotten to the like the middle of the zone Mm -hmm. and they they're the only group that has and they're like they are kind of like heroes legends and like you know all around like enemies of clear sky because they have learned they know the zone better than anybody they are like the group that that you are like that everyone has heard of like everyone knows about straylock and his group that made it to the center of the zone it's almost like isn't it like kind of like a maze where there's only specific ways you can get in and out of the zone as well yeah and it it changes is the thing so yeah um like the biggest thing about the zone throughout all three games and through within the games themselves is that 
there are these emissions that happen. They don't really happen. There's only one that happens in the first game, but basically in the story, every time an emission occurs, the zone changes slightly uh, or maybe like massively. Some areas can be cut off and just you can't get access to them at all. Sometimes new areas will open up like physics change. So areas that were highly radioactive are suddenly completely clean. Other areas suddenly have all these anomalies just tearing them up. Uh, and Straylock and his group are like the, they're like the, not the smartest, but they're like the best at figuring out how to navigate the zone. So people yeah. say like, oh, they know the way. It's not like they know the way to the zone. It's like they know how to get there. They but don't know the path, but they know how to navigate through all the anomalies. They know how to figure out their way. And nobody knows how they did it. They just know that they did it. Yeah. And then doesn't the doctor guy at Clear Sky Base also question the fact that he thinks there's some sort of like mind to the zone where it is choosing yeah. who to let in and who to let out also yes so clear sky is i think they're a, they're just like a fascinating um faction that was introduced to this where mm -hmm. they uh they're an independent faction that is like all about science essentially they uh they were initially like part of of like a research team and they started hiring a bunch of like mercenaries and they became like a legitimate faction in their own right that seeks to study and understand the zone. And so, yeah, one of the doctors is like, like, oh, like, I think he, one of the doctors, I, I love that the doctors like, like kind of get it to the point that they're like, okay, they, Strayla could only have made it to the center of the zone if the zone wanted them to be there. And they understand that it's like a living object that can kind of make decisions on its own. Mm-hmm. And you get uh, the three leaders of Clear Sky, Lebedev, um, Suslov, and Kalancha. Yeah. And Kalancha's the doctor, who I think everyone calls him, uh, people call him like Egghead. <laughs> big bald guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're just, yeah. It, it's, it's a nice little introduction of like, okay, like we have, like it, it's kind of to address like the first game is you learning the zone for yourself. And the second game, they're like, okay, immediately you would talk to clear sky and they understand the zone and they can kind of help you out a little bit. And it's more of a, initially it's more of a, like here's for new players who don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. And one of the reoccurring things that happens in the game too, is that the zone does change while you're playing. Like all of a sudden the sky will just blot out with light. Yeah. And you'll see that it's doing something as you're playing through the game. That's one of my favorite additions to the series is, uh, they talk about emissions in the first game, but adding emissions in, where suddenly it feels like the world can change around you. It's like, oh, like, haha, you knew what you're doing, asshole. Just kidding. Like the like it's everything's different now. Are mm. those random events when it would say a mission is coming, find shelter? Is that all part of the yeah. just part of the okay. So in the first game, it ends with like a, a time limit shows up at the very end of the first game. And they're like, and a mission's coming, a huge emission's coming. You gotta get inside. And that's like um it's part of the story in the first game. And this one Two, uh, two emissions happen immediately, and that's how the story starts. And then they can just randomly occur throughout the game at any time. And yeah, it can really, it can really like trick you into some rough situations where you'll be like fighting bandits, and all of a sudden an emission's about to occur, and you and the bandits need to get inside, and you have to fight your way to like cover and hold, like hold out in there while this emission happens and kills everything outside outside of it. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, it's it's absolutely like it's one of the fan favorite aspects of the game at this point mm -hmm. um and like it was such a big deal that they they threw it into call it pripyat as well <laughs> it can really fuck you though because like 
sometimes you'll get in a mission and then 10 minutes later they'll be like another mission's coming and you're like what the fuck <laughs> i only saw maybe three throughout my playthrough this time they uh it's complete it's hard to tell they're like completely random so like i've played like i said earlier, i've played games where it's I, i've only had like two throughout the entire time and then i've played some where it's like okay i've hit i've hit like six submissions before i even got to like the halfway point mm-hmm <laughs> uh, there is a joke uh, so that we far. should say um because we, if we were playing through this game me and stefan we got through like the first half of this game in one day with like no issues <laughs> yeah. and we are told yeah. we're both we're both like dude this game is a lot easier than the first game he just laughed he's like i'm screenshotting this and i'm <laughs> yeah, like screenshot this the game is not that later. bad Hell and well, they were like, they, oh, it's so easy. Like, we'll burn through this in no time. And I was like, oh, man, they're they haven't even made to Red Forest yet. <laughs> when you get to the first zombies, like there is a part where you have to go to a lab, which is from the first game. And, and yes. he doesn't open the door unless all the zombies are outside of, of in his area. Yeah. And <laughs> I almost zombies. quit. I was almost <laughs> said, fuck it. I was so close to saying fuck it on that part. <laughs> Did my advice help you? Yeah, your advice, but I didn't know that the the stalkers in the area also did that too. What you do is you get up on the roof and just headshot the zombies. Otherwise, if you go in there, you're just fucked. There's there was even an emission in there when I was there, so <laughs> I, uh, I was just like, there's no way that this happened, happened to me when I was there. Like the first time I got there in one of the games, um, one of the times I played it, like. I, I'm going to get in, and they're like, oh, we can't let you in because there's too many zombies around. And right as he said that, it was like, a mission incoming. I was like, fuck, let me in! Let yeah. me in! Like, fuck. <laughs> Please, yeah, open the door! <laughs> I think I had just ended but like, I tried to, like, kill all the zombies as quick as I could, and I got in. I was just filled with bullet holes. I was, like, bleeding out of my eyes, like, <laughs> next time someone says open the door, open the fucking door. <laughs> that pissed me off how he doesn't open the door. Yeah, well, they're scientists. They're, you know, weak. They're just like, yeah, but I'll lock the door behind me. Just open the damn door. It's also like an airlock, so they could at least let you into like the airlock and be like, oh, sorry, we're not going to open the inside door. Quarantine. <laughs> yep. Nope. Nope. That's, that is the hardest part of the game when, when the zombies start. And the zombies aren't even around that long, but there were a couple no, really um, cool missions, though. Yeah, it's funny that like um, so much is thrown to you as opposed to the first game where like it's a, it's a slow ramp up of difficulty where they start introducing different enemies at very key points. This one throws a lot at you pretty quickly. Like you wake up as Scar and they're like, you survived in a mission. We don't know how. And like, that's basically all you know about yourself is like, you're some mercenary and you survived in a mission. And the guy's like, hey, I'm going to hire you to do a job. And you're like, well, I like money, so let's do it. I never have it, but I like it. I never have it yet. <laughs> I sure like them rubles. Uh, and so he sends you out to like go check on like a tower and some guys and you get out there and immediately like mutants have killed everybody at the tower and they start attacking you. And then as soon as they start attacking you, they're like, an emission's coming. Figure it out. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, and then I didn't make it. I was uh, in the tower when the emission happened. I just stayed in the yeah. tower and then he just woke up back in the camp. They're like, we don't know how you got here, but you're here. Yeah, it was funny that you texted me. I was like, I was like, isn't that what's supposed to happen? I was so confused by your your question. We were like, I, I woke up woke up back at the base. And I was like, yeah, that's supposed to happen, Mike. I don't know. I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was like because I didn't go anywhere because I didn't or something. That's part of the story. I thought that maybe because this has actually happened to me before. I thought maybe that you were on the ladder when the emission hit and you fell asleep on the ladder and fell and died because that that has absolutely happened to me in that early part before <laughs> where I'm like, I, I fell off a fucking tower and it's like game over. I'm like, oh, God, what did I do wrong? 
Yeah, well, this was essentially my first time. I mean, I played the first Stalker for like an hour, but this one with the emissions, I didn't know anything about it. So when you do go to that tower and it says a mission coming, I thought if I just ran into that little abandoned train right there, that I would, would be, be safe. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why am I still dying? The one like the trailer that's like filled with holes. And yeah, no <laughs> like windows. <open> windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a great way to start this game because you like if you if you saw any like images on you'd be like oh i recognize those areas i know what i i immediately know that i'll survive in this world and they're like now we're gonna put you in the swamp so you're not gonna recognize the area and we're gonna hit you with a mission which is something you've never seen before and we're gonna introduce you to this group that you've never seen before and it's like okay this is it's the same map but this is like a totally different this this feels like a totally different world this is a totally different zone that i'm in mm-hmm. that just it's it's still gonna fuck me oh and, and another only question gun you got is that stupid makarov this <laughs> dog shit <laughs> yeah you, um, you can join factions in this game right isn't that like a big part of this game or the factions yes so the other game too but this one it seems much more focused on it's much factions. yeah mm-hmm. i i kept saying i always tell people like the first uh, the first stalker is i don't know if it's my favorite but i, I love it because it's so raw and just like, i think the pacing is better the pacing is better, I think, in the first game as well. Um, I, I think the first one's also just it's like really like I say raw, like it's just it's a lot of things thrown in together that work really well. And this game is like they're trying to refine it. And so like they they introduce like the emissions, like they, they change the world. The AI is a little tweaked um, just to make it a little bit uh, make it a little bit cleaner. Um, you can upgrade armor and generally like everything is tweaked just enough for it to be a little easier on the player <laughs> at first at first the ai uh, is smart i will say that like i i like the ai in this game there were multiple times where they would try to sneak around me or i mean i would use it to my advantage where i would shoot at them get them to come out and towards me and then take them out as they're, as yeah. they're moving towards me like they are smart though in this game they they're, don't just <laughs> they're a little smarter in this game than they are in the first game like they plan a little better and they with that faction system that existed in the first game but it was kind of like outside of your knowledge that it existed like you were aware of the factions but you weren't aware of how they interacted quite so efficiently as you are in this game where like they give you a list of the factions they tell you how strong they are and they give you like a list of objectives um on like faction screens it's like Oh, you're working with clear like the first area is just a two like a tutorial for how the rest of the game is gonna go, essentially. Where they're like, Okay, you're partnered with Clear Sky right now and bandits are taking over the swamps and they want to have control of the swamps. So it's like you need to go take out this guy, like you need to go kill this this bandit leader and you need to capture this outpost and you need to help them like ambush this group on the road. And after you do those things, you see like their faction's getting stronger and the bandits are getting weaker. And as their faction gets stronger, they like will reward you with stuff. They'll help you out more. They'll like prices. And then as the factions get, uh, as the bands get weaker, they start to hate you more. And they'll like straight up just attack you on site at some point. So mm-hmm. it's it's refined. <laughs> I didn't you mess also with have the much better prices. You if you notice if you hover over prices for stuff, if you're not allied with the faction, they'll sell it to you at higher than the list price essentially. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And once yeah. you're friends with them, they'll sell it to you at the list price or lower. Okay, I, like, I saw that, <laughs> and I I thought just supply and demand. So I was like, okay, I need this health kit. I'm just gonna buy it. Like that's all you my money. You bought a health went. kit. Goodbye money. I bought it a long time. Oh, oh Jesus! Everyone this I is, saw. This is why you're poor in every video yeah. game we play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I barely made through the game with enough health kits to finish the game. Like I got, I got. It was close. 
<laughs> this is um i always make a point i've done this I've, I've mentioned this since like our golden sun episode i make a point in every game to try to eliminate one need so that i could just sell whatever i'd like use for that need <laughs> and so this game like all the star games it's all about getting the uh the artifacts that like curve bleeding or like heal you or something right <laughs> so i could just sell a bunch of med kits and make a shitload of money <laughs> never found like i said earlier i never found any any artifacts ever in this game that's crazy to me because they're everywhere <laughs> what's crazy is all three of us didn't besides you that's the crazy part that is shocking yeah there's i mean i was running not at all. all the time because yep. enemies kept coming after me my armor was always degraded because i didn't i got to a certain point in this game where i never repaired it again during the second half of the game after the zombies it never got repaired i don't i, I want to say again mm-hmm. so i i could not take hits if you started to shoot me it was over I had to run for my life. This game, uh, this game has just as many artifacts as the first game. Actually, it adds quite a few in. What's funny is that, uh, <laughs> what's funny is that, like the they tried to do something different with the artifacts in this one, and it just like didn't catch on. And so when the third game came around, they're like, ah, the, the fuck it, like we'll keep like endurance, but for the most part, we'll we'll like we'll we'll make it a little like the the artifacts in this are the worst for sure. Yeah, I didn't even bother with them. I think it, this game took me like five hours to complete, maybe six. If you just go from main mission to main mission. That's so. right, because you, uh, you got to get them like... The, there's one that's like a main story artifact called uh, Compass that you all probably ha- you all had to have had at some point because you need it for the story. Yeah, um, I had that. Okay. I, I hate giving that one away because it's Endurance plus six and Endurance is just stamina. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. if you have a shitload of those, it's like... It's first of all, compass is like amazing because it doesn't add any radiation to you and it's endurance plus six. So you can just run forever with enough of them. <laughs> I remember I remember specking out. I, I missed that because in the first game, like you could really build some like really optimal setups with your your. Um... Oh, yeah. The first game has like a uh, the soul artifact, which mm-hmm. is like um, it's way worse than this. It's only like health plus two radiation mm-hmm. plus two. So it's like barely worthwhile. In the first game, Soul is like it gives you like six hundred percent extra health. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just really really fun to like mix and match and like you know eliminate certain needs and stuff. Like you said, yeah, it happened for me. This game, the the best part of these games, hands down, are the side missions and just exploring. Like the, oh, the yeah. main story, you have to get through, and it's fun to get through because it it advances things and it unlocks better weapons and stuff. Like and and the weapon, the weapon tiers, like. It's just you you can't ignore them because there's so much unbelievably better each time you jump up to the next tier. Or when yeah. you get the VSS, like, <clears throat> oh, it's game amazing. changer. Game changer. With the armor yeah. penetrating, like, done. <laughs> and I mean, like, um, just, just like when you when you finally get a chance to switch to like a di- like not just the tier weapon, but when you realize like, like, oh, there's a different like level of ammo that I'm switching to now. Like when you go from, oh, I'm not using the the shitty nine millimeter ammo anymore. I can go to like five by four five and it just opens up this new world of AKs. And you're like, oh, my God, like I can kill things for a little bit. And then immediately everything starts killing you again. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to switch to five, five, six now, I guess. So I don't know about you guys, but I always base the faction that I join on how I see the AI battling each other and whoever wins the battle. I'm like, that's the faction I join. A true mercenary. You really <laughs> will play Scar. I yeah, didn't that's... do any of that. I just, I never, I was in Clear Sky when I when they asked me to join Freedom, I think it was. Because Freedom's the one with the base, right? Well, uh, yes. Um, he has a base, though. Freedom has, like, they have a big base outside of the Dark Valley. This, yes. That's, 
yeah, they've got their like big, uh, they've got their base, and Duty's kind of. Duty is like, you'll be miserable, but you'll join us. Yeah, Duty, uh, we talked about this in the first episode, but to go over the factions real quick, uh, there's um, there's a there's a nice mix of them. So you have like Clear Sky, which is the first group you meet, and they're obviously the game is named after them. They're like the important one in this story, and they don't really show up in the second uh, the first game, which takes place after this, and they don't really show up in uh, Call of Pripyat all that much, which tells you exactly how this game ends. <laughs> um, but you have like the bandits who you know obviously they're just bandits they're like they're just trying to steal shit and you have the military and then the loners who are like unaffiliated and you have duty and freedom who are like the big two stalker factions that are always at war freedom wants they want like anarchy and pure freedom they want people to be able to do whatever they want in the zone and they preferably they'd like the zone to increase so that the whole world can be like anarchist and just everyone can do whatever the fuck they want and then duty is the exact opposite. They're like, we're trying to control the zone and if possible, constrict it and bring order back to this world. <laughs> duty is more often affiliated with the military. Freedom is more often affiliated with the free stalkers. Um, and then you have like the uh, the ecologists who um, are also like some of the scientists uh, that just are they just study the zone. They don't care about anything that's happening. You have the mercenaries like Scar who are just, you know, they're just mercenaries. They don't have any affiliation unless you pay them. <laughs> Yeah, what you'd say it's very uh let's see, like like one's trying to be a government, the other one's trying to be anarchy, and like the yeah. third one just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> the third one's like they're like, We wash our hands of this, we don't care what you do. We're just yeah. here to, we're just here to observe. And then like this one adds Clear Sky and their biggest uh like they have a nice battle with Monolith. Monolith is their greatest like adversary. And Monolith, Monolith are from the first game, right? Yeah, they are the they're the stalkers who have been like um, kind of mind controlled by the zone and the wish grantor. And so they 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 are protecting Pripyat like that's they are like they're mind controlled and they're just they're there as like uh, we so in the first episode. We talk about them like their ants or bees like they're a hive mind. And that's kind of what they are. They're just they're just mind controlled and like bodies being used by the zone to protect they're, the vital areas. They're only in a small part of this game, too. They're not. You don't fight. You fight the military. I actually like fighting the military because they always gave me health kits. They gave me more ammo for the guns <laughs> yeah. that I like, and they die decently quick. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, that's like the big trade-off when you start fighting the military in Monolith is they are so much harder to kill, but they are so much better equipped. <laughs> it's like if I kill that guy, it's going to take forever, but he has a sniper rifle that's really good. <laughs> I have a couple things I want to mention. A uh, one like we we talked a little bit about earlier about the about the zombies, but there is a part after that I talked to that scientist. He gave me a quest to go. I didn't go get that compass you were mentioning or get something, and I the dogs just would not stop spawning. I don't know if they're just endless or I just impatient, but I tried to fight the dogs. <laughs> said fuck it, ran in there, grabbed the item, ran out, hit kept hitting the health kit button as fast as I could, and got out of there until they stopped chasing me. Is that yeah. how you're supposed to do it? So well, um, no, but kind okay. of no, but it works. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I also didn't realize there was a key to do health kit automatically until way later than I should have. I used to have to open the inventory, hit the I button, open the inventory, double click on it, close the inventory, and then keep shooting. <laughs> That's I mean that that works, but it's not efficient. Oh, <laughs> not when you have no armor and you die in two hits. No, yeah. It's that is you know, the other thing they don't tell you about that I always forget about when playing these games. The um, the little blue uh, metal crates, you can melee them. They open up and they drop items. I oh, always yeah, they, forget that. 
didn't yeah, know that. Stu, you could have told us that while we were doing <laughs> talking to you. I assumed you remembered from the first game, Mike. Uh, you assumed incorrectly. I did break a couple, was, but I didn't find anything. assumed incorrectly. This, uh, this is making me feel weird. This is like when Mike didn't know you could break the barrels in Resident Evil 4. Like, oh, I kind of feel like that now. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I played now you know. half that game before I figured out you could break barrels back in the day when I first played it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah, it's not the most intuitive. Um, it's like the nicest thing you could say about soccer. <laughs> it's not meant to be. No, I it's feel not. Like it's, it's meant, meant to, be... to be confusing. Like they give you a they give you a PDA which gives you a map, mm. and the map will show roads. And if you go off the road, there are a lot of time you're gonna get you're gonna end up in random barriers. You're gonna end up radiated to death. You you have to stay on the roads a lot of the time. Yeah. And this map is huge. Like we can't. I mean, and also. There's so many, I don't think we really have done it justice yet to mention, but there are lots of random things that are happening in this game all the time. So all four of us probably had different things happen mm -hmm. just because, like, and like I know when we did Shadows of Nervo, he had mentioned that enemies will pick up random ammo and take it with them, or just random NPCs. Yeah, yeah if you leave, like, a, if you could leave, like, a full gun on the ground, sometimes you'll come back and you'll be like, why is that bandit using a VSS? Oh, yeah, I dropped it. <laughs> Yeah, but there's there's cool, subtle moments in here, like when it's pitch black outside and, you know, you're just wandering through the forest and all you hear is like dogs barking far off. You got your flashlight on. Then you run into like a group of stalkers around a bonfire playing guitar. I mean, there's just it's, cool, subtle moments that they kind of leave <laughs> for you to find in there. You know, it's a different like it's a different way. And in my opinion, a better way to do what like fallout three tried to do where they yeah. used uh fallout three for people who don't know is like, it introduced like a uh, cells. So when you go to a certain like area of the map, you will, you'll be in a big square. That's a cell. And when you load that cell, a random event can happen. Mm -hmm. And this game is like the exact opposite where they're like, you're always in this cell. Like everything is the cell. <laughs> everything is the zone. And just people are just existing in it and doing what they want. And yeah. occasionally they'll fight and occasionally you'll come across them fighting. And it's yeah, like feels completely random. Like those stalkers, like when they are sitting there around the bonfire, eventually, because I hung around, they get up and they went on a mission and just started killing somebody not that far over the hill. I mean, yeah. it's, stuff is going on. Yeah. If you uh, if you like hang out in the Great Swamps for a while, um, you can notice that like oh, bandits are like trying to take back outposts that you captured. And you can like even intercept like a, a big well, you can intercept like a big patrol of bandits that are like on their way to take back an outpost and take them out. And Clear Sky will call you and be like, hey, we heard that. We heard what you did. Thanks for that. Yeah. Come get some ammo. Come get some ammo. Yeah. Check Someone your stash. Called me. Come, get a, come get a couple mediocre rewards. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> we heard you kill 30 bandits for us. Here's a Band-Aid. God. I mean, but, uh, you fight so many people in this game, too. I mean, there were parts like whenever I ran across mutants when I could, like if it said the arrow was pointing to a different area and like especially a loading screen, I just fucking booked it and just said, yeah, Fuck it, and just it's ignored everybody. That's a that's it's that's a fair way to play the game. I mean, I like to fight everything because I'm an insane state of masochist. The only, um, way, the only way to do it. Yeah, my opinion. I, I like I'd like to constantly be, you know, anxious and feel like I'm losing. Um, but yeah, well, like problem, you can absolutely choose to like like if you want you can everybody. to not fight a lot of things. You can I have enough. Game well, especially fight mutants for a problem because they don't give me anything. I don't I'm going to waste ammo. I'm going to waste health kits. So I'm not going to get anything for my trouble other than. Like, there's one mission I was running through the Red Forest in this game, and they're like, okay, follow these stalkers and protect them or whoever the hell they were. And they come <laughs> to a clearing, and some giant mutant just massacred them. I guess it's called the Flesh. It looks like a giant pig. Um, they were killed by Flesh? Yeah, okay. they all got killed yeah. by Flesh. Okay, so... And I ran. 
What's funny about that is, yeah, Flesh sounds like a really, really bad mutant. Realistically, they're like a lower level mutant. I'm surprised that they that all got killed by it. Could have been something different, but it was a big, real fat looking mutant that this... ran around and took them all out. Okay, so here's something interesting that happened to Mike that he doesn't realize. Um, this was in the Red Forest, Mike? Yes, I okay, think. Okay, so... I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that there's about a 99% chance that that flesh didn't kill them. They got killed by a side dog that you never saw. And you saw the flesh and you assumed he killed it. I saw him beating on him and it took, I even killed him, but it took forever to die. Then I just ran. Incredibly surprising because flesh are usually pretty weak. Um, Okay. It had to have been something else then. It was something that took, they were shooting at it. I was shooting at it and it just (laughs) did not die. uh, Red Forest is filled with like Psy Dogs, and I think there's a couple of Chimera there, so Chimera could have done it too. But the Psy Dogs can go uh, invisible. Actually, there's a lot of Bloodsuckers in the Red Forest too. So they probably got killed by something else, and you saw a pig, and you were like, fuck that pig. I I fought the pig. Like they died, and I fought it for a little bit, and just because I wanted to loot their bodies, and uh, it was still going, and nothing else came up to kill me. I mean, I did see Bloodsuckers when I was running around in, in there, so I know what you're talking about. Uh, I I wanted to love this game, Stu, but like the bloodsucker experience that I had in the first game that I'm sure we talked about. Oh, it's just nothing. Nothing beats it. And the bloodsuckers took a backseat in this game for me, at least. Yeah, they're they're not in this game a lot. (laughs) I don't know Uh, what these are. So bloodsuckers uh, look like a humanoid with tendrils coming out where their beard would be and they can go invisible when they get close. Yeah, I don't remember seeing a single one. You might have not. I ran into a couple in the woods when I was running for my life, and I skipped them and reloaded and ran for my life. And I ran into them a couple times when I went into a random house that tried to kill me one time. But other than that, they're... And again, these are places you could have avoided because when I was in the house, I was searching for supplies, and I said, fuck it, reload and just ran through the village, and just (laughs) I didn't see them again. Yeah, there's... um, They're not as... uh, They're not as active as they are in the other two games um i think they i think they took a backseat in this one because they wanted to like highlight some of the other dangerous mutants because the bloodsuckers kind of became the like face of the mutants in the first game and they were like let's focus on like the side dogs and the snorks and the pseudo giants which are fucking awful to fight um uh, also i apologize chimeras were not in this game chimeras are in call of Pripyat, and i cannot wait for you to hate me when you have to fight them in call of Pripyat. <laughs> but uh yeah, you get, like um your name was cursed during this yeah. play a lot the pseudo giants are like they are like real nightmares because they're like huge guys that have i did i don't even know what they mutated from i think that i like the root like the theory is that they're they're humanoid because it's like a big face and they have like hands coming out of like where their ears should be and it looks like just a big massive muscle with giant legs and they just come and like beat the shit out of you what what was the one that you have to fight in the tunnel that kind of like shoots something at you that's like psi Snorks? energy or something. Uh, the controllers. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah, will also suck. fuck you up. Those things yeah. are a nightmare to fight. Um, and they're probably like, they're probably one of the more like unnerving enemies in the game because they don't, they have claws, but they don't attack you no. with melee really. Pull attack. Yeah, they like, mm-hmm. they like in attack the your game, mind. In the first game, I thought that they were unkillable because I dumped like four mags right into him and in this game in this game i learned my lesson and i ran straight (laughs) up to him and i shit you not i dumped a full magazine it took like two and a half magazines straight into his chest point blank to take him out i was so mad (laughs) they're actually a little easier to kill it they were they they were easier to kill this one yeah Yeah. um in the first game they have uh like mental strength which they can just sap your mental strength and you can just fall over dead 
this game removes mental strength and so they just have like psi powers so they just they just really disorient you and like hurt your health but it's a yeah. little easier to deal with i like how the game didn't even like it just just one of those things where it doesn't introduce like that this thing's there you just go into this big room where you have to release the water pressure and it's just standing there it doesn't it doesn't let you know the camera doesn't move or anything it's just there yeah it's as very, a boss it's not like a normal video game would say like a normal video game would say like okay here's your mission you need to go here and you need to like activate the water pump and then while you're talking, they'd be like, oh, we sit like nine out of ten times games will be like, oh, we sent like a team before you, but they never came back. And then some other guy will be like, I heard there's a rumor that a controller is there. And Stalker does not do that. Stalker is like, hey, go hit that button. And then while you're there, you're like, why the fuck is everyone dead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you just see it coming towards you. It's creepy. Yeah. It's everything in this game is just like meant to build atmosphere and and unnerve you and like make you feel on edge constantly and i think that's why i love all three because they're so effective at that but this game yeah they because this game is more refined i kept i kept telling Stefan and mike in the chat it's a it's a different kind of difficulty where like you don't feel as out of control constantly but when you do i think it hits you much harder in this game because it's like suddenly you're in an area where you don't understand again you're like oh shit like What's like what's going to happen now? <laughs> I was a, not I didn't have as much fun with this game as I did the, as the first one. I felt that's I mean, surprising there was, like, to me. Like, late, well, I mean, the first I half I, I was having fun. Games. OK, there's also a couple things. I, I, I had a funny thing happen to me. So there's one part <laughs> where you have to run in a forest and you, you have to go to this anomaly on top of a tank. And I'm running as I've been doing all the time. I'm avoiding enemies. I'm running oh, and I get yeah. to the tank. I see this. I see this thing. So I go, okay. And I went there and nothing happened. So I'm sitting there shooting dogs, protect, thinking I have to protect myself. And then I, and I'm like, what? The? And I die and I die. Cause they just keep more things just keep coming at me. And then I finally realize jump in the fucking circle, you idiot. And you teleport yeah. done. I love that. You messaged me about that. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And you're like, I was like, send me a picture. You sent me a picture of the anomaly. I was like, go into the anomaly. <laughs> I know it's like, it's one of the weird things of this game where, and part of the reason Mike didn't do this is because he didn't listen to the guy right beforehand tell him about those anomalies. I didn't listen to any guy. I yeah, didn't this, listen right to before anything. you go there. The guy teaches you about those anomalies and tells you like they're not going to kill you. Jump in. But it was so funny to be like, all right, Mike, I know everything I've ever told you about this game is that it's going to kill you. But this is the one thing that's not going to kill you. Um, another thing that like there is a couple of really awesome moments that will definitely stick with me for a while. There's one part where I got to I had a bunch of my clear sky or whoever the hell they were with me. And we're on the other side of this river. And you have a construction site or something on the other hand full of bandits. And I have to, I got to take a sniper rifle that I luckily either had or took from somebody. I don't know where it came from. But I was sitting there just <laughs> gunning down these guys one after another after another with other people helping me. And it was just a very epic shootout near the end of the game. Like, it was great. Yeah, this game has um, there's some really good parts. The first game is very, like, open ended and not like there is a story, but it's very nonlinear. And Sam and I have talked at length about how much we love like the the bad endings of that game quote unquote they're just like they're essentially like they're all like fuck you endings they're all like endings like a, a twilight zone episode where it's like you yeah. think you did it but you didn't i think i remember um, liking the money one. Oh, the money where like you get oh yeah buried, what you funny. think is falling money and it like flashes back to reality and you've been crushed by like falling metal that's awesome yeah it's, it's great that. it's like i i in some ways, I prefer those endings to the actual ending of the game because they're just like so like after spending, you know, 20 hours just 
like burning your way there, like having to fucking scra- like scavenge and scramble to survive. You get Ooh. to this ending and the game is just like, no, nah, that's not what we're about. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like a Twisted Metal endings. Something. Yeah. It's just like, a congratulations. Wish. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get to like um, the second game and it's not it's not open ended. There is a definite story that you're supposed to be doing. And so you get more of those like those like exciting moments. But I, as much as I like them, I, I never really connected to them as much as like the random moments that happen in the other games. Where it's like this is cool, but it's not as cool as like happening to come across a group of clear sky fighting monolith and jumping into the fight to help them. This is like, oh, like this is the part of the game where this is supposed to happen. I'm like, yeah, it's that's awesome. And it's like I'm fighting a lot of stuff, but I, I like the randomness of it. What are you talking about jumping in? That would just be run the other way. Well, some of us jump in because we like to we like to empty like said, out all the weapons. The, the, side, the things you run into in between missions, the side missions are so much more enjoyable because it's just like it's you out in the wilderness exploring the um, unbeaten path and just like finding out what's going on. And yeah. that that to me was a lot more exciting. Once you mm-hmm. get to uh, like that, it's kind of like the halfway point of the game is like when you get to like red forest and it becomes very linear and okay like this is like do this and then do this and do this and do this and then it's the end of the game and i don't i don't, I don't say that quickly it's not that quick well it's like the halfway point there's still a shitload to do but it's, yeah i mean i i felt the, the second part, half you know what you're doing the second half of the game is much longer and more more guns blazing less running i did a Ooh. lot of running in the first part and i did less running later on because i didn't have a choice because if i ran they just killed me instantly yeah, I think the first game and the third game, Call of Pripyat, which we will play eventually because that's my favorite of the series. I think like those two two games do something phenomenal where once you get to the power plant at the end, it feels like you're in a completely new and interesting area. And it's like, all right, like it, it, it like you have to fight your way to get there. And then once you get there, you're like, OK, this is just more that I have to explore. This is just like this is still dangerous, but I, like it's another part of this world. And this game, once you get to Pripyat, it's like, like all right like eh, you don't really have time to explore just get to go stop stray lock yeah kill everything yeah (laughs) there's another memory that i had when i was playing this game that i want to mention is also there was a part where it's part of the game where the storyline mission where they after after you do that stupid lab with the zombies the last part you gotta deal with fucking zombies and they send (laughs) you to jump over this wall with a team of stalkers and you're just and they're just gunning down zombies you're trying to hit they're trying to hit a couple switch and you have to defend them and i i didn't really do much i just kind of watched and shot a few people and then and then it was near the end they say okay go here i realized everybody was dead but me because i wasn't really protecting them i'm like oh <laughs> shit i fucking booked it i got out of there and i just booked it past because the zombies do, zombies in this game are terrible to kill they take so many shots even headshots like i would hit them in the head they just keep they take more than one like it it was they're the worst to fight mostly enemies in this game we haven't mentioned yet if you shoot a human he staggers when you shoot him you can hit him he'll stagger you can keep gunning him down a zombie they go that's nice and they just point the gun at you and kill you instead Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how they don't like they don't really aim at you. They just like point their gun in your general direction and just fire nonstop. It's like they yeah. just know that that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> they're like, they're the idiots. worst. I, I never really have that much trouble with them until they start swarming me, which at that point of the game, they do swarm you and like they're just everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I think um, this is one of the more terrifying zombie encounters. Where it's just like you just know there's so many of them and they're around every single corner. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, God, oh, that one's on oh, the ground nice. and he's he's freaking out and I need to kill him before he gets back up. But there's three more zombies over there shooting at me. And you really got to like like you really got to plan like on the spot. Like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Here's well, my strategy. Another thing about this game, like if you save and then reload, things can be different. I had things where I would save, run into a zombie fight, get murdered, reload, run into the fight the same way, and someday he'd be like, "That's nice. You can shoot me. I'll just stand here and look the other direction." Like the, the <laughs> AI would just be different. And I noticed that throughout this game, where I would load and I would do something, and things would be just a little bit different, but enough to help me get by. I like that. Um, by the way, uh, I I think we mentioned this in the first episode too, but we're all describing how hard this game is. We all played on easy. This is yeah. <laughs> I played on I played on uh, what's the second level or whatever. Oh, uh, you played on uh, it's novice, it's stalker. Yeah, it's yeah, novice stalker. stalker. Yeah, so, and then two others, which I've never even liked. <laughs> I I've played these games so many times, and I believe they're so difficult. I have never played anything harder than like the stalker difficulty. <laughs> we also should mention that this game has a weight limit. So as you carry items, if you get yes. if you're over encumbered, oh, you can't move. Like you literally That's... I had time where I would <laughs> I would accidentally pick up guns and I'm trying to loot a body and all of a sudden I can't move and I'm being shot down. I'm like, well, this is the end of this. That, that is die. pretty. That's pretty much how I got through the game. Like I because as we were saying earlier, you have to join a faction to get lower prices. I didn't do any of that. So I had to pay for it like wholesale. And I would just grab as many guns as I could yep. and then slowly tiptoe to the camp near me and sell oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. Dude, and I used to get some med kits, you know. <laughs> I used to, there was a thing you could do in Fallout 3 that you can kind of do in this as well, that it was such a, it was such a cheap way of going about it where if you wanted to in Fallout 3, you could like take all the, I would take every weapon back to Rivet City to sell because I needed caps because I had to have the caps for no reason. And so I would uh, I would put all the weapons I wasn't using in like a dead body and I would drag it from one end of the capital wasteland to Rivet City and like pull them out. And you can kind of drag bodies and call in a uh, clear sky. So I'll be like, all right, this is my AK body. <laughs> I'm going to drag <laughs> this to the edge of the swamp. <laughs> I didn't know you could see that. We'll make like 30 trips back to sell 59 AKs to nimble out in the forest. I never sold that much. Like I would sell some things, but most of this game, I would just drop guns and run. I, I wasn't interested in going back and forth and selling stuff. That's I, why I, had to I got frustrated because of how many times I got robbed. And it was like, you know, if you have money, spend it immediately because you can't hold on to it. Yeah, you texted I only me got robbed like, once. And that was a storyline part. Well, because yeah. I went the wrong way. Sam got robbed multiple times because he messaged me at some point. It was like, man, this game hates you having money. Yeah, oh, I was fucking miserable. I was so frustrated. I was like, I finally I was so ready to afford like the second level of armor and I could never buy it. I never was able to buy it. I was so mad. What's uh, what's funny is I like, love how we all had different experiences. Oh, yeah. That's, what's that's great is great. Uh, because I've played the game so much. I know if you get robbed by the bandits, like they won't hate you and you can actually work with them later if you want to which you shouldn't do because the bandits suck but i know for a fact that the bandits will rob you at the end of the tunnel so i always shoot them before they talk to me and they're like what the fuck dude i'm like i know what you're doing i know what your plan is you can't you can't make me sympathize with you i played this game before don't sit there and act like you're the good guy i know what your plan is so Stu, how much weight did you allow your character to have at any one time I uh, multiple times you're allowed to carry 50 kilograms. And if you hit 60 kilograms, you're over encumbered and you can't move. So I can promise you that for a good portion of this game, just like a good portion of all three games, I travel with 59.9 kilograms in my inventory. Oh my God, because I know if I pick up like one more bullet, 
it won't work. <laughs> so I will I will have like 30 kilograms of ammo to sell when I get to the next area. Because <laughs> <laughs> the most efficient way to play this game, as we missed in the first episode, is to pick up every gun, unload it, and then drop the gun and carry the ammo. <laughs> I did that. It's the you, best way to do it. I didn't do that back in the day. But since you told me to do that, I was constantly grabbing guns and unloading them. <laughs> Back in the day of 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's said it a year way. ago. Back in the old days. When... It was it really was different a year ago. Things it are kind of crazy now. A <laughs> hundred years ago when we played Stalker one. Oh. Yeah. You know, it, it it feels like that. The world's a little different in May of 2020. It's not it's not as nice. <laughs> Is uh I think England was still part of the European Union when we pushed. We <laughs> <laughs> were reading about the uh, it's a different world we party <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, and I also less, learned uh... something new. I also learned that if Fallout ever happened, nobody would stay in the vaults. There'd just be no people left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone would want to be. It actually is a vault in Fallout. If I saw that post and. There is a vault in Fallout where everyone like immediately started losing their minds and they all like demanded they go outside and um, everyone in that vault died. So maybe there's a lesson there. (laughs) 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 Lesson to be learned. I can't remember which vault it is, but I was I think it was in Fallout 3. There was a vault where they were like, like, yeah, immediately everyone just started freaking out. They demanded they be let out. And so we let them out and they all turned into ghouls. (laughs) They probably are being oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. You can't keep us locked in here. Okay. You can leave. Well, what? (laughs) I I just wanted to say it. I mean, I just, you called my bluff. Oh, so a couple of, another thing that I, there's one part you run through a tunnel in this game. I know me and Stefan did it. And that was when you had to fight a bunch of snorts. Snorts? I like how everyone calls it the the tunnel. Like, I can't, I I think the name of it is, um, I think it's Agripom Underground, but it's just like that. Everyone's like, the tunnel. Well, the only tunnel the game makes you go through that's underground where you have fire shooting at you constantly Mm -hmm. and and you have to, like, walk carefully through fire. Like, you don't have to happen anywhere else. Did anyone remember? I was very curious about this because I know we mentioned it in the first episode and everyone was like, everyone had that, like, oh, moment. Like, I didn't know that was what that was for. Did anyone remember to use their bolts? What? I did a little bit. It, the, I again. I like. I don't think they're useful at all. I think they're a waste of time. What are we talking about? You, your throwing sixth, the bolts to detect your the anomalies. sixth weapon slot is a bag of bolts that you can use to throw, and it will show you where anomalies are. Oh, I never I even completely waste of time. Used it, yeah, it's it, literally the exact same thing happened in the first episode where we were like, "What about the bolts?" And Mike was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the way up. We mentioned the bag of bullets. You throw them and it shows you like where the anomalies are and they become kind of useless once you get a detector, which to be fair, at this point in the game, you don't have a detector, but or you don't have a good one at least. There's Probably detectors? Don't need it. Yeah. There's uh there's detectors that get they become super useful in uh in call it Pripyat because they show you where anomalies are and you can get one later that shows you where artifacts are too. Huh. Um by the way, I'd have been think- nice. The artifacts in this game might be the reason you guys uh, had such a hard time finding is because the artifacts don't show up on the ground until you get close to them. And then they like they they appear. That would be why I never got close to stuff that wasn't on the road. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's why you didn't have any artifacts. Um, I ran. Like I said, I all I did was run because I mean, and you can. I found out you completely play this game just running all the damn time. Oh, Mm -hmm. I uh, there's a artifact called um, a snowflake that's like. It comes out of electro anomalies and it's like in 
endurance plus six, radiation plus three. And so you get like crazy good stamina. And so every time an emission happens, I go to every single electro anomaly and I look for those fucking snowflakes. And I try to find those goddamn bubbles as well. The bubbles are the artifacts that are like minus six radiation. So you can have one bubble and two uh two snowflakes, and you can have twelve endurance and um no radiation side effects. And it's just <laughs> pretty useful. That was another thing with this game, like the radiation. It it can get really bad if you're stupid and go in a wrong spot that you're not supposed to go. <laughs> And it would mess you up because it doesn't look like it doesn't go away unless you use an item like it, it just stays with you. It can get really bad if you're not stupid and you can just be like you can just accidentally wander into the wrong area. Yeah, I, I mean, I pay attention to my little radio meet my what is it called? The ra- measures radiation. A Geiger counter? Yeah, it's Geiger counter. That's the word. Radiometer is what to say. I don't know what I was going to say, but I pay attention to the one in the bottom right corner to keep track of things. I also didn't use grenades in this game. I remember last in Shadow, I used grenades all the fucking time. This time, I did not use them much. There is no game that is more rewarding for a, like, perfect grenade throw than this game. With how punching the enemies are, you get the grenade right in the right spot, clear out of room. Oh, it's perfect. I I didn't use it this game. I sold them instead. That's why I love that SGI uh, like G3 so much is because you can put a you can put a grenade launcher and a sight oh, on it. Oh, yeah. And it's just like this is like the perfect weapon now. Mm-hmm. Just blast a blast a rifle grenade down a hallway. and You're like, all right, that's clear. I like how these games also seem to always introduce a like God weapon in like the last 10 minutes of the game. Like you have like a what? An F- oh, yeah. F- FS 2000 or whatever. Yeah. Thousand in the last like five minutes or 10 minutes of the game. That's like unbelievably good. Yeah, they it's an FD2000 in real life. They call it like the FD200M. Yeah, and you get you get an SVD really late in the game too. It's like you know your first real sniper rifle. Yeah, it's just like they all all three of them do that. You're right. Where they're just like, all right, like you've struggled enough. Here's a gun that kills everything. You're yeah. still gonna die, but yeah, you're because less. like in the first game, like you get all these god weapons and there are these fucking helicopters doing strafing runs on you. Yeah. Uh, you didn't you didn't quite have you still have to blow up a helicopter in in this game, but like oh, you yeah. kind of piece it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, I I I hid for a while and didn't know what to do until I read the guy said. Shoot the helicopter! I'm like, oh, I just was avoiding. I wasn't going to shoot a helicopter in this game. I mean, you this is not the kind of game. The first game? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can. It takes a lot, but you can. I yeah, skipped them then, probably in the first game, but it's been a year. I don't remember. The uh, third game also introduces the um, the Goss rifle, which is a fucking <laughs> Goss rifle. Well, it had, it had in this game too. Yeah, it's in all three. I think it was. Um, you can't get them in the first game. And I think it was I think they show up in Clear Sky, but I don't think you can get it. You can use it in Clear Sky either. You can find like data on it. But yeah, the first one, you know, like the one in the first game, like it breaks. And it's like, oh, shit, uh, I guess that's done. Yeah, <laughs> and and another yeah. another thing to say about this game, this game is creepy, but not as creepy as Shadow of Chernobyl was like Shadow of Chernobyl has you go in places. This game is mostly you running outside. You don't go in a lot of buildings or any. Yeah. It's mostly just you running around this giant world map trying to survive and talk to people in, in complete different objectives. There are some um, uh, it's it's definitely a a detriment to the game. There are some cut areas that like you were supposed to go to where you'd be inside a lot more. Um, Sam and I have talked a lot about like the Metro series, how the third game exists. You're not underground as much, and it's kind of a detriment to the, the game's atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, this game has the same problem where you're you're outside more often and it's like it's, it's more freeing and it feels better. But you're not playing these games to feel good. You're playing yeah. these games to feel like <laughs> claustrophobic and trapped and like oh, 
just being buried under this pressure of this world. And when you're I've, like walking through a beautiful forest, you're like, I mean, I'm still in danger, but like the leaves are nice. <laughs> I hold 10 hours with this game. That That's a very easy way to put it. Like you took me, I just realized I looked at Steam, took me 10 hours to beat it, but they were not a fun 10 hours. Like I enjoyed myself, but I was on it. You're on edge. I was on edge. edge. Yeah. I, 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 it's funny because comparing it's like, oh, like it's not as bad as the first game. Like it's still a fucking nightmare. It's still like, it's still like constantly it's just, it's just battling constant anxiety it's like the, you the made us play. it's the most intense parts of like resident evil where you're like i don't have any ammo and i'm about to die and i have to fight all these zombies it's that exact feeling for the entire game so it's funny to be like ah oh, this one's not as bad as the first the first one or the third one <laughs> it's like yeah it's still a nightmare but it's like you're not about to have a heart attack <laughs> Well, one of the things I read, like on Steam reviews and everything, is they say it's not as good as Shadows of Chernobyl or Pripyat. Yeah, and I don't it's... know if that's true because I haven't played both of those yet. So it's um. <laughs> Did you not play the first one? I played no. an hour and a half, like oh, almost okay. two hours of that one. And then... We'll do a, a, re a redo of the first one just so you have to play it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need better audio on that one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We'll redo. I kind of do want to at some point like redo like the first thirty episodes. Oh my god! <laughs> we are not oh doing my that. God. Maybe not. Maybe not all thirty. But I would like to pick some of the first ones and be like, "Hey, let's redo this with better audio. It's, let's like talk about it." Again. Metroid. It's um good thing they remade Resident Evil Two, so we can do that again. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Hey, that was, <laughs> that's a good idea. We definitely. We'll just do like, oh, we're doing like a different version of Super Metroid this time. <laughs> we could <laughs> honestly. That's I mean, that's is. the. That's the only one that really needs to be redone because that that one's bad. Maybe um, let's let's take like a month and we each pick two episodes from the original like thirty that we have to redo <laughs> someday. Not anytime we'll, soon. It'll be like a whole month of us just like 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 the redo month where we just address the old episodes that sound like <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's fine. Forever you can actually, cool. hear me. We'll call them like the remasters. Remaster. <laughs> 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 God. <laughs> Games my mom found remastered. Although it could be fun to download um, like a texture update pack for like Stalker because I've seen some really cool yeah. stuff where they like do HD mod packs. There are some absolutely beautiful mod packs out there, um, which uh, again, we, uh, not to say this a million times, but we talked about in the first episode where it's there's just the community around these games is still so dedicated to them mm. um, that like there's genuine love for these worlds and the mods that i've seen come out of like just texture updates it's like it's a it looks like a completely different game and Easy. yeah it's just the feeling of it is like some of them are like really really well done and just mm -hmm. oh my god i can't believe that they captured the essence of this game so perfectly <laughs> there's a there's a youtube channel it's like the rise and fall of blah 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 and one of them is stalker and i think at the end of the video he says like stalker never died it's still yeah. alive because of the modders and the group and the community. Oh, absolutely. It's so um, yeah. it's a, it's always I love talking about it because it's like there's the three stalker games and then you can immediately talk about like the three Metro games and it's a very clear line. It, it's hard to do this with some developers, but it's a very clear line of like, here's how they got better over the years. Like, here's exactly what they learned in between games. So you can kind of mm. do that with like Bioware from like 2000 to like 2000 I don't know, like 12 to a certain point yeah i think i think one of the things the video mentions too is that like 
one of the things they address, like they put out like, oh, we're making extra content for Stalker before they released the first one. Mm. But apparently they realized that that system they had in place didn't work where things yeah. just kept going. <laughs> and they're like, well, it will finish the game without the player. So we can't have that. So we need to like address it somehow. <laughs> yeah, they um, there was a point where they were like, like there was a build at some point where they were like, oh, Clear Sky finished the game while you're still like sitting in the garbage and they're like ah oh, <laughs> oh, fuck um so they had to play it that's why i said they had to like tweak the ai a little bit mm-hmm. where it's still the same world but it's it's built a little bit better and it's hidden a little bit better where you're like some stuff will definitely happen the same way but it has to be like that otherwise the game could feasibly end without you <laughs> right it's that's insane that they did that <laughs> yeah, that's like, kind of cool that's how deep the like the AI in the world is, is that I like that imagine any other game like like imagine playing like like Fallout 3 and you're halfway through Fallout 3 and you're like exploring the capital wasteland and you get an update that's like main quest completed like what the fuck it's like yeah some guy wandered into Raven Rock and killed President Eden. I'm repairing a fucking <laughs> repairing a fucking pipe rifle and they're like ah it, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing Fallout 4 and it's like objective complete found Sean and you're like what <laughs> you get like a trophy that just says too slow yeah I, <laughs> I mean, just made it to Diamond City another uh, well. thing about this game that's so impressive is the whole fact that things can go to complete like there's a part where you're supposed to protect these scientists you're supposed to protect different people throughout the game I never did that they just died and I just kept going and the game yeah, it's hard oh, well. it's hard to, I hate the protect missions because the AI can be so deadly Mm-hmm. so deadly i love um this is one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is how different mike and i are in approaching games where i get so connected to characters and mike is like if they die they die well i <laughs> no, don't so like... i i love i love uh, like on a whim if i find a random group like in the swamps it was so fun to walk with the teams and like you know kind of protect them kind of not when it's a you fail if this person dies that's anxiety i don't need <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i'll this find is groups not my like, type of game if it so wasn't for the podcast, <laughs> I would never play this game. Never in my me. life. I love that. Like the the first like PC game series, you're probably gonna complete a stalker. <laughs> That's Actually, I mean, like I don't think I said this on the show or it might have a year ago. The first ever first person shooter PC game I ever played, like any time recently, was Stalker. Like I yeah. had never really played PC games. <laughs> I think you and mentioned he dropped that. Me with Stalker. I think you mentioned yeah. that last week, Mike. <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember. I played on a shitty yeah. laptop, too, at the time. Well, yeah, you, so. you did mention it on the first episode. And I don't even know if we mentioned that, like, I don't know if we even talked to you about the fact that you can, like, lean in these games. Oh, yeah. So I, I, could, I never did. Oh, lean is just the best. It's, like, it, it saves your life. <laughs> Mike, like did you know about the lean button? I knew about it. I found it when I was playing with the controls way before I found there's a flashlight. So I had to oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking to Mike about anything in the game is, like, um... It's either like, oh, just press this button to kill all the enemies. And he'd be like, what? Or it'll be like, press this button to kill all the enemies. And Mike will be like, I knew about it, but I just didn't. I didn't do it. I cover. I mean, that's another thing about this game. Covering. You have to cover if you're out. Oh, in the open, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to. You really need to like. And I think that's I mean, that's really does something to this game, too. That the fact that you can really hide and play so well like that, where you're you're ducking in and out of cover and the game's completely OK with that. And it, it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I would go behind something, come out, shoot, run, and hide behind it again. I didn't lean. I just well, that, that's why the zombies were such pieces of shit because they would just like keep coming at you whether you were in cover or not. They didn't yeah, care. There is no cover. Yeah, they. I hated it. I, and they, <laughs> now, a lot of them, a lot of them have 
you know, vision through bushes and stuff. And so you're just like, I can't see them, but they have locked onto my head. Mm-hmm. I think um, you're screwed. This is one of the few games where like just being aware of what's around you is so vital. Like oh, yeah. you could say like Arma as an example and being aware of like where everybody is in Arma is also good. But every- it's all human players in Arma. So it's like impossible to keep track of in this game. It's like. I just, I just I need to know where everybody is in a room so I know where to hide and I need to know where they're coming at me from. It's just if I can pop out and, and kill one, then I'm at least a little safer. <laughs> it's so it's it, there's so much pressure in every single engagement. And uh, it's just it's it's so stressful, but I love it. I don't know why I always say like I mentioned this a couple episodes ago where I, I actually have been talking to a couple people about this. Where, like they're like, oh, play like Animal Crossing. Like it's. I love Animal Crossing. I'm playing the shit out of New Horizons. And they're like, oh, it's such a great way to kill stress. When I play Animal Crossing, I'm like, I need to get bells. I need to do this. It's not like killing my stress. Stalker kills my stress because I'm like, I know how to survive. Even if I can't, I understand how. I can tell you exactly why that is. F5. If F5 did not exist, it would be a literal (laughs) nightmare. Yeah, if you couldn't save. Quick save. (laughs) Save. Did you okay. uh, did, did you, you not, not quick save quick in this save game there, either? Mike? Oh, uh, you mean quick save where you hit escape, go save game, and then yeah, I knew about that. Does that count? I'm not kidding. I didn't use it. I didn't yeah, know about it. You didn't use it in the first game either, and I I was hoping you'd remember that, but you didn't. It's been a year, <laughs> well, man. I won't remember if you make it another year before we play Call of Duty. I won't remember in a year either. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair to you, Mike, most PC games do have a quick save F5 button or something, and you probably just since you haven't really played them, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. So. I'm not used to PC games. Yeah, mm. you. Uh, the trick to this game is F5 after every single thing you do. It's everything. Like, yeah, we yeah. have to be careful because you can fuck yourself with it. Oh yeah, mm. I've absolutely been in situations where I've saved the game and then gotten blown up by a grenade as soon as I fit. Like right as I saved, a grenade's gone off, and I'm like, well, that's that's that save done. <laughs> yep, that's a wanna, dead file. <laughs> I want to say that like I use quick save the most when I actually got to the zone at the end. Oh, yeah. where you have to just take down massive waves of guys in the city and then yeah so yeah as you kill a guy you run to a pillar and you save and you kill another guy and you run to a bush and you save like yeah basically no, it's i mean military base in the beginning yeah there was a lot of saving there was a lot of me playing this game and like and saying that i told Stefan, this is the kind of game you you kill somebody you save like nothing mm-hmm. there's no question that's how you play this game yeah it's um it's a lot it's stressful it's it's a lot should be a slogan on a stalker shirt you kill somebody you save kill a guy save drink a vodka save <laughs> take a god i was gonna say take a shot every time you save, but it would kill oh you oh my god <laughs> it would just kill you immediately you take like a sip like a tiny little sip it would still kill I wonder, you. I wonder if we I don't know how good Stu is at this game, but I'd be curious if he if he live streamed it. If we if we took a shot every time he died, that would be interesting because he's oh, pretty good about quick saving. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. But the problem is every quick save, like every third quick save is a death. <laughs> like, That's true. Oh, man, that would be rough. I would I'll, I'll do it, but that'll be rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put I, my I body on the line. Is, this game, this game, once you learn it, the following the the upgrade path of the guns and killing enemies and clearing stuff it is almost like therapeutic yeah it's it's the most rewarding series out there because it's just i it's just struggling to survive and then when you finally like find out how to live in the world it's like you really feel like you've learned something oh yeah easy well, there's 
there's another thing I do want to bring up. Like during during the end of this game, when you finally start the final dive into where Straylock is and where everyone's at, and you're going through, I think it's Libyat. Is that the name of the town? Uh, Lebansk. Lebansk. Oh, well. Lebansk Hospital, which is yeah, you're trying that to get to the part plant. Was epic. Like I enjoyed all of that where you're just going around, you're fighting the monolith you have. I had a few stalkers with me until they just stopped coming. Mm. They didn't die. They just, they just like, oh, we'll stay here and wait. I'm like, what's yeah. on? Hey, go, on, go. There's a construction site oh, where please. I, <laughs> there's a huge construction site where you have to take out these monolith guys. And I took me about 30 minutes probably, but I was sitting there hiding. I would lure out someone, take out a guy, save, heal. I mean, it was really fun. I mean, it, it was epic. Like there it's were some, a- it's a really like well paced section. Uh, I said it's it's not like my favorite thing that's happened. It's not my favorite aspect of the Stalker games, but it's just a really really well made. It's it's like I think that's the most evident of like their later games with Metro to show like they knew what they were doing with level design because you get there and it's like there's a sniper and you have to just get to the end of the hall to kill the sniper. Essentially, is the mission. Right, it's, and there there's a lot so of that like. Even the last part where you're with the group and you're going through this this bunker type building hallway by hallway, gunning down people. You have a machine gun nest. You have a sniper like that was all I enjoyed everything about that last part. I mean, it's very intense. I died a lot, but still, <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't matter. And it's like a good ramp up, too, because you get there. And it's like, all right, you got to kill some zombies. OK, now monolith is attacking you. Now there's a monolith sniper. Now there's a helicopter. I like the monolith. I anything better than the damn zombies. Monolith is a fun group to fight because they're they're well organized and you feel like you've achieved something when you beat them. Um, and they give you items when they die. Not as many yeah. Before we talk about stuff. they do give you really good stuff. Well, some of them give you like VSSs and uh, G3s. Um, yeah. Before we talk about the end of this game, because it's kind of coming up. Um, we haven't talked about weapons yet at all, like how they degrade over time. Yeah, well, we yeah, we can talk about that. But um, I just want to ask what did everybody think of the uh, like the space anomalies and that aspect of it that was added in when they teleport you. Yeah, it adds in like a new puzzle mechanic where oh, I hated it. The whole point. <laughs> of yeah, I know you hated it. But really, I should ask Sam, Stefan, what did you think of it? It was fine. Like, yeah, interesting enough. I mean, I, again, like anomalies took to for me, anomalies took a backseat in this game. I I didn't use, I didn't hmm. interact with anomalies anywhere near the first game, which I was really surprised by. I interacted with them a lot more, but I think that's evident by the fact that I ended the game with a lot of artifacts, and you guys ended it with none. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I always loved that they added in the space time anomaly because it's just something that's so out there and it feels like it could only exist in the zone of. Yeah, they talked about like the one um, Forrester. What's the guy's name that talks about how like the, the guys were like lost? Uh, oh, uh, Forrest Sprayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, story wise, it was cool. It was interesting. Oh, yeah, sure. he's he's the guy that wants you to go get him the compass, which is an artifact, not just a regular compass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't oh. like that guy because that compass gave me trouble too. I feel like getting. I thought you were going to take it like that guy because he talked a lot. <laughs> oh, I mean, they can talk all they like. I just keep hitting the button and kept going. I didn't listen to nothing. <laughs> I read nothing in this game. That artifact is a bitch to get. Um, but I, I, I always really appreciate. It. I was like the space time anomalies to me were so such a cool idea, especially when you get to that one area. There's like you get to like a street and there's like ten of them and they're like overlapping. And it's like oh fuck, what the what happened here? <laughs> Yeah, that's the part where it's like a puzzle, and I had to look online where it says, "Suck duck under here, go and jump." You have to jump on top of this crate to jump into the bus. That's another thing I, I want to mention that this is a first-person shooter where I'm not used to this, where you have to do a lot of jumping on top of things to get places. Yeah, there's a fair amount of platforming that's added in. That's, that's why I didn't like Half Life back in the day when I did play Half Life, but this is back in like 2004 or 2002. 
I love um. There's a tank in the uh, Red Forest that we mentioned. Like it's got the space anomaly on front on top of it, and to me that always meant that like because the tank is like just it, the only thing in that area. It always meant like the tank like accidentally drove or got sucked into the space anomaly and just got dumped out in the Red Forest. I was like, that's so funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> just a, like a random military tank in the middle of the woods just got pooped out by a, a weird <laughs> space anomaly. I'm not surprised you find it funny. I, it's just it's amusing that that's a it's a thing in the, the third game as well but not to the extent of this game it's just it exists in the third game but it's not as uh it's not as rough oh and as we were talking a little bit earlier about like the final area i do have something to say about this that area like okay so after you get through this game like you get you get a, you get close to where Straylock is this whole game and you kind of find out midway through you've been chasing Straylock to stop him from activating your mission with spoiler alert he does because this is a prequel and yeah. like that part, they give you the Goss cannon we were mentioning earlier. And that whole part, I was like, OK, what do I do? And I actually do this part twice because my game glitched on me. <laughs> yeah, I, it did. I, I, I got a couple questions about one. I shot him a ton before he jumps oh, into yeah. the first portal. But I, it did, I don't think the game will let you kill him at that point. No. no. OK. And as you're running through portal to portal and you're fighting monolith and you're running through portal, I got to a part where I, I kept going and he was running up these stairs and I shot him easily 10 times like going up these stairs and he had a sliver of health or a, a quarter of his health up and he would not die no matter what I did. And this is kind of like uh, what's his name? Alec Trevelyan on the cradle and golden eye. Like you have to kind of follow him around. Yeah, I was hitting him. He just wasn't he wasn't taking damage for some reason. Um, yeah, he's got a he's got a uh, if you paid attention to the things that people say it at you. Um, Why'd I do that? <laughs> he's wearing a side protectant, like a side protector helmet, uh, essentially that like prevents. Yeah, but they said being... you're supposed to shoot him and then it will eventually. And it just like I was hitting them, but the game wasn't doing anything. The game just wouldn't wouldn't go forward. Yeah, because they give you the gas rifle. They're like, here, you need to shoot him a lot to like. I did. Up the I shot him with that. Nothing. Yeah. And then I reloaded my save went through the whole part, and we never went up the stairs. Instead, he was hiding underneath a freeway, standing by a pillar for some oh, reason. Oh, that's, that's... He might have fallen off somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he know. was standing there. And he and I just shot him in the head like five times, and he died. But I don't know why he was there. He just was there. <laughs> that is bizarre. The only thing I can think is, like, an explosion <laughs> went off and knocked him off the side. That's... I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> it happened in the video I was watching, too. That's where he went... He looked down there and found him. I'm like, okay. So I was looking around... And I was just teleporting back and forth, back and forth. Could not find him for the life of me. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with my game? And I was just about to be done and say, okay, I got close enough to end this game. Fuck it. <laughs> and I was very close to doing that. And I'm, as I'm running around, all of a sudden I look in the map and I look down. There he is standing there. And I just shot him in the head and beat the game. <laughs> Bingo. That's right. I had so, something similar, but not. He didn't fall anywhere. He, he did stand there and let me shoot him for a second, though. Yeah. I like um, <laughs> the weird game. Yeah, the end of this game is like like it's so linear. There's not different endings really. It's just you gotta stop Straylock, and he still sets off the uh, sets off the like um, the emission that fries everyone's head, and that leads directly into the beginning of the first game, where it's a prequel. You can't really have different endings. You kind of have to. Yeah, um, it's 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 a really like dark ending because uh, it's he sets off the emission, and like it's a a image of like you and all the clear sky guys like knocked out and presumably you're going to become part of monolith in the rest of the games 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it's like it's like it's dark. Like you you fail, but like playing the first game, like failure, I guess, isn't the worst thing to happen. <laughs> it, I I had to I had to like check online because I I was convinced I got like the worst possible ending. But the Same. the ending worse than that is like you actually dying. Yeah, <laughs> I got that ending where it says game over a bunch of times at the end. <laughs> like where it's... you go up there to hit the thing and then you just you don't get it and you just die. I got that ending. It's interesting because um the like the the hallway you see at the end of like all the stalkers who are like they're all like passed out and some of them are like twitching like the zombies do, which is really creepy. Um, and it's like a, a zoom in of like stalker's arm with the stalker mark on it. And you're like, oh, OK, they never show scar in that hallway. So the consensus is that like he's probably dead, but no one knows for sure what happened to him. <laughs> Does anybody really care? Um, I care. Also, I guess everyone and, uh... but you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, Nimble, despite being a member of the Clear Sky faction, manages to survive because he just wasn't there when everything went down, mm-hmm. which I find very funny because that means everybody in the Clear Sky faction, except for Nimble and uh, uh, the other guys, Nova Cobb, who shows up in the other games, um, who's like the technician. Every single Clear Sky member went to Pripyat to stop Straylock, except for Nimble and Nova Cobb, and they just sat there and they were like, so, um, so are they coming back or... <laughs> <laughs> We just uh, we just gonna hang out for a little while. Like, what's the plan? <laughs> At some point, they're like, I guess we'll just go like sell armor. <laughs> and it was like, hey, I gotta get captured by some fucking bandits. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck it. I want like a whole like I want a movie about the two of them sitting in the base. Like, haven't heard from Scar in a while. <laughs> you think uh, you think they got him? <laughs> You're not in any other games, correct? So Scar does not show up in any other okay, games because he technically probably dies at the end of this. Uh, presumably no one knows um he's never shown so he might have gotten like he might have been like disintegrated by being so close to the uh emission blast at the end but straylock lived one of those games that you're not like i said before you're not playing this for the story your characters don't you're just kind of playing it for the experience of it i felt this one's more story driven but it's still it's still the stalker world and you're I the reason I play it is still just to exist in this world. I I said it in the first uh, our first episode of the first game, but to me, like the games themselves are like the zone within the games where like you go to the zone and you kind of get like attached to it and it just stays with you. And that's me playing these games where I might stop playing them, but I never stop thinking about them or like wanting to play them. I play <laughs> when we did Clear Sky. I played through Clear Sky and then I immediately played through Call of Pripyat as well. <laughs> Oh, oh the past week? Just, these past two weeks? Uh, yeah, like I started playing Call of Pripyat actually like in March, just because I was like I have like a little bit of extra time and I don't want to start Clear Sky too early, so I'll start. Actually, so I started Call of Pripyat beforehand and then immediately played Clear Sky. It's like I just want to be in the zone. I just <laughs> I love I love being there. <laughs> It's his happy place. It's It'll my happy place. Surrounded, surrounded by mutants and bloodsuckers and, and military guys trying to kill me and bandits. Like, I understand this place. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you, world. <laughs> so if the world ends, we all meet at Stu's house, right? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I do. Um, I know Sam does this. I do do the thing where I'm driving down the road and I, I like look at every building. I'm like... That'd be a good place to hold out in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, that wouldn't be. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Too many windows. 
Yeah, what I don't recommend, I, a couple times I've been stuck in traffic uh, late at night. I don't recommend playing uh, soundtracks from the Resident Evil movie. That will creep you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I learned that lesson. <laughs> All right. Any last things to say before we go to memories, comments, and questions? Thank God oh. for F5. Thank God for yeah. F5, yeah. I wish I would have known about that. Thank God for the VSS. Thank God for the VSS. I don't even know what the VSS <laughs> is. You keep saying it. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's the gun you get You can get towards the end of the game that's, like, uh, uh, suppressed from the get-go, and it has, like, the really heavy bullets that just go through everything. I don't think I had it. That's a shame, honestly. You, uh, I, mean, I didn't have it. That's for sure. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. I didn't yeah, have you, it. You definitely got the F2, FT200, though, because yeah. they give you that. <laughs> I took pe- weapons off people's bodies and just used those at the end of the game. Yeah, but at the end of the game, they literally, like, they, like, give you, a, like, your gun changes to that. They're like, this is your gun now. Okay, so maybe I don't. I, hey, it the guns like worked weird, and they uh, killed people, so I was happy. It looks like a weird future gun. Um, All right. They're like, here, yeah, this shoots lots of bullets really fast. So it's I posted a, in accuracy by di- of fire. <laughs> posted in four different groups, but only two groups commented. Overblood had nothing to say to me, nor did Laser Sky or not Laser Guy, <laughs> official Laser Time. But the Classic Gamers Guild actually had some stuff to say because they're a lot of PC. The first one from Johan D. Wall. He said, "Note: Clear Sky generally isn't regarded as a proper stalker game." Anything to say about that, Stu? Really? Um, I understand where people are coming from with that, and I disagree. <laughs> okay. It's a stock. It's it's a different stalker game. It's, it's more story driven, and you spend a little less time in the world. And it's, I mean, like it is a bit easier, uh, as evidenced by the fact that both Mike and Stefan messaged me at the same time. They're like, "This game's easier." Um, <laughs> we were wrong. You were you were wrong, but you didn't know it yet. Uh, so I. I understand why people say that. I disagree. I think it's it's a different story in the same world that it doesn't hit the same beats as effectively, but it still hits them. Like, you know, I'm, it's not like my favorite game, but I still love it. <laughs> it it feels like an expansion. Yes. More than anything. Say, yeah, like a DLC, maybe like yeah. it's 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 a big game, but it's definitely not as big as the other two. And it's definitely a different kind of story. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of feel bad for that, too, because I really want to talk more about this. But it's like, ah, I didn't get a chance to play that first game, you know? Yeah, it's the first game's so different. It's um, I, I always I tell people to play all of them. Like, I'm like, if you're going to start somewhere, this might be a good place to start because it's a little more intuitive. Um, mm-hmm. And the first game's such a nightmare to like just throw yourself into but I think they're all worth playing, if anything, just for to be able to see like the pers- just to have the perspective of seeing all three games and what this company is capable of across the board. Yeah, it's like you can play to. Resident Evil one and two, but you really don't need to play zero. But you can. <laughs> yeah. We will be yeah. Yeah. someday. <laughs> I, it's like Bioshock with me. Like, yeah, play like if you're going to play like if you're going to say, like, oh, I'm going to play one in infinite. It's like, no, like play two as well, because it does some really cool things. It might not be like everyone's favorite of the series, but it's worth playing to understand the series. Yeah, I agree on that one. I've unfortunately only played one in Infinite. I never played two yet. <laughs> two is my favorite, honestly. Two is pretty good. I think I like two better than either of the other ones. I think one is one is people's memory of one is really good, but I went back and played one not too long ago and it's rough. <laughs> oh, and another I got a few more comments. Read this one from Justin Parker. Get out of here, stalker. That's all he said. Yep. I, come in. Don't stand there. I said, come in. Don't stand there. Not in this game. Yeah, it's not in this game. 
They fucking, so, they fucking fixed it, those bastards. That was the best part of the first game, which is a weird thing to say, but it yeah. was the, the weird voice lines that would clip. Them. Hello? 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 And this one from Christopher Oatis. Always had a hard time with stalker games. Understandable. I tried yeah. to play a few and couldn't figure out what to do. I wanted to appreciate what their cult following does, but could never get over the curve. <laughs> that, yeah, that takes makes time. Sense. Yeah, you need, a, you need to have a friend like me who's willing to force you to play it <laughs> yep you gotta start a podcast and then after 17 episodes one of your co-hosts put it on the show and then a year later put another episode on the, on the show i think it's a lot like twin peaks where you have to force somebody to watch it and then they love it but then they get it yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it definitely took that for me he's like mm -hmm. no no play it play it play it and of course you know i got all three games yeah <laughs> yeah you play all and you played all three match games yep <laughs> It's like you gotta you really have to force people into it, but it's it's the weirdest thing where it's like just play the game. I don't want to. It's good for you. <laughs> You'll understand. You'll understand when you're older why I did this. <laughs> All right. And Thank this one from Patrick Grezinek. I probably pronounced that wrong. So coming from Poland, it was the first game where I got introduced to the game world strongly resembling my own. These estates and landscapes were almost identical to what surrounded me in real life. That was refreshing, exciting, and made the whole thing extremely immersive. I hope they did not resemble your homeland. That sucks. <laughs> well, I completely understand where he's coming from because I love the DLC for Fallout 3, Point Lookout, because that's where I grew up. And even though in Point Lookout, it is like a swamp filled with hicks that make moonshine and, you know, kill you constantly. And there's just like ramshackle shacks everywhere where people fish all day. Like, yeah, this is like it doesn't resemble where I lived at all, but it takes place where I've been. And I know this area. And so I have like a weird love for it. It's like saying when you play Fallout 3, like you grew up in, yeah. around D.C., like that area is... <laughs> It, it, despite it being like horrific and terrifying yeah, right. yeah, and awful, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I know, I, I know, I know that building. I knew yeah. that building three thousand years ago when it was built. <laughs> That's it. But I mean, in Fallout Three, that whole area is just decimated, though. Yeah, but there's still like a, there's still like a feeling of like standing on the mall, even though it's like you know five times smaller than the mall in real life. Right. Like, a, it's like I, I know where I like. There's a feeling of like I know where I am. That's just, it's hard to, like, communicate that. And if you nail that in a game, if you, like, can make a game to somebody's location and make it effectively, it's, like, a different kind of love uh, happens there, I think. It's like, yeah, I, just just knowing where you are is, like, really refreshing in a game. Or seeing yeah. seeing an area transformed and, and knowing where it was, I think, just yeah. adds an element that you can't yeah. experience in other games. I'm right, trying to I think of any game that takes place in like minnesota i just can't <laughs> doesn't days gone happen in like minnesota or something in the midwest somewhere yeah it does i forget where but, and i beat and i platinum that game <laughs> uh, i'll find out i'm going to google but as i as we're figuring that out let's read some more questions uh or comments memories whatever the hell from vinicius esperigo i said it completely wrong when i played i hated the shooting I mechanic how to correct you with that <laughs> Shooting mechanic. The guns are too much inaccurate. This is very frustrating. I just started to have fun with the shooting when I bought the VSS and fully upgraded it for accuracy. Hey. Yeah. This is from the stalker group, by the way. I'm going to be reading the next questions. Okay, so a lot of Russian names. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like, what? what the fuck did you just say? From Ian Baker. Awesome game, but fundamental yes. mechanics were broken. Uh, the faction <laughs> so, war mechanic. So a lot of Russian names. From Ian Baker. 
<laughs> which was Clear Sky's main gameplay advancement over Shadow of Chernobyl, was thoroughly broken. Infinitely respawning bandits made it impossible to defeat them fully. Were they infinitely respawning? What? The bandits. Bandits? Uh, yeah. Um, no, yeah, more into the area as time goes on. It's not that bad. You kill a couple. They're slow. Like every now <laughs> I disagree with your comments. Yeah, they, uh, okay. Come back and they'll take an outpost every now and then. Once you get the best guns <laughs> and they're, you know, they're essentially like shooting like peas at you. You're just like, From eh, okay. Ali, Alejandro Brites, clear sky is not for pansies. <laughs> okay. Okay. From Daniel right. Wesnick, I found it disappointing. Oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't disappointed, but it was not Shadow of Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of game. And this one from Jesse Seberg Gordon. I think one of the biggest problems with his set pieces, I feel like scenes like the hospital and that god awful finale with the teleporting monolith <laughs> soldiers and having to continually shoot Straylock with the golf rifle tried way too hard to be Call of Duty shooter man. Stalker isn't meant to be on, on a rail shooter, which I think this game tried too hard to be. I definitely understand that 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 yeah. ideology. It's I get it. I don't love the teleporting ending. I think it's a it's cool, but it's not it's not what makes the game great. This is a good one from Simonis Paulvis <laughs> said, apart from red forests and swamps, which in my opinion are the best maps in clear sky, the game felt the least immersive to me of the whole franchise due to how densely populated with stalker. The maps are the constant distress signals often took me out of, out of my rhythm. Also the increased amounts of cover in each map, barrels, boxes, stacks of, con of concrete, etc., made the environment look a bit artificial. Some camps had stacks of concrete in the middle of the field for no other reason than to serve as cover for the improved NBC cover mechanics. Uh, I mean, they would need cover. <laughs> yeah. So, and so last one I'm going to read. It's going to be fun when we play Call of Pripyat because it's like the perfect balance between the two. I think. Like, you have to. Like they had, they did Shadow. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you, you made me play. You made me play Resident Evil Dead Aim, Mike. Oh. <laughs> came two hours, and it was good. But I know you hated it. We'll play. Uh, it'll be fun because Shadow Chernobyl, which we're stepping, we'll have to play <laughs> in the meantime. Oh, yeah. like. That's like the beloved game in the franchise. And then Clear Sky did something different. And then Call of Pripyat, like, I think, found the perfect middle ground between the two and made something like really, really just like really well made. And then they took that knowledge and they were like, well, let's make like one of the best like first person linear story games of all time. Metro. <laughs> well, I, I was going to switch between Pripyat and Shadow Chernobyl. But like <laughs> I was having a breeze in Pripyat and then I switched over to Shadow Chernobyl and died in like 10 minutes. I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to come back hard. to you. You just hold on to that top for me. <laughs> you stay there. <laughs> All right. Last question. My weapons to repair anything. What? Because <laughs> this will actually lead into another conversation Every, from Jolly Tristan or Jolly Tristan. Everyone is complaining about how buggy is how buggy the faction war is. But there are a lot of mods nowadays that fix it for good. Never experienced any bug with the complete mod. For example, this is still very vanilla. So people mod the hell out of this game. We haven't yeah. really said that yet. I am. Um, I'm not sure what bugs they're talking about because it seems to either. work as far as I know, it's it's always worked like pretty well for me. Like occasionally something will happen, but if it doesn't happen consistently, I don't consider it like a problematic bug. Yeah. So it might just be my it might just be like how I view them. But I would I I I love modding games because you know I play Bethesda games. You have but to. I, would, I always worry with being like, oh, like this game's so buggy. I don't I don't ever want to say that if I have like a hundred mods installed because I'm like this game's buggy. It's like yeah, it's because half your game isn't the fucking game. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, how would you play this game and not have multiple saves anyway? So you could just like get an earlier save and try it again. I mean, yeah, that's what I yeah. do. Come on. If you're, I had 10 uh, saves going. That's going to be my uh, that's going to be my <laughs> speed run for the for the speed run site. It's going to be Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl one save. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. Yeah, in I real life. That would kill me. So we, if you die in the game, you have to start over from the beginning. <laughs> oh my god! You should just constantly say F five every time you save too. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be the longest speed run on record. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like number one, like so and so, thirty seven minutes, and at the very end, like nine thousandth place, st- like Stewart, thirty seven hours to completion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we should go to any. I think we should go to Shelf or Box. All right, let's start with a positive note. So, Stu, why don't you go first? <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's going on my shelf. I love, I love this entire series, and I get why people don't love this one as much. Um, and you guys are gonna shit on it, and it's gonna hurt my feelings. But it's, um, <laughs> it's as you know, it's going on my shelf. I love it. I love the whole series. I love that it's. I I like that it's different. I like seeing where the series came from and where. It, went to and like where it went after this um it's a great little because it's still a good game you can you can look at it as a whole and enjoy all of it if it was a bad game then i would understand more but i think it's still a great game i love that it's just in the world of stalker i absolutely love the combat and the like tone of the entire game that claustrophobia that just is with you forever um and you know it's it's just a game i played to have fun <laughs> as weird as that is it's just a game i like to play to like like kill some stress sometimes so it's going high up on my shelf it's not as high as shadow chernobyl or call it rip yet but i still love it okay how about you <laughs> sam um so this is a great game um but everything great about it and i mean everything <laughs> is being carried by shadow of chernobyl Mm. Um, I think this this game is on a piggyback ride and it, it introduces some some really cool things that, you know, honestly, I'd like to introduce with mods to Shadow of Chernobyl. That being like the weapon upgrades and some of the anomalies. But overall, like, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. I think it I think it came down to the pacing uh, and and not seeing things when I wanted to not seeing as many stuff as I wanted to. There were, you know, almost no anomalies, almost no artifacts, um, very few bloodsuckers. Um, uh, I would have liked to have spent another maybe five hours with the game to kind of explore more. Maybe that would have increased my love. But because of the experience I have, I would say box. Oh, not what I really? expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't now, expecting you to actually box Shadow, it. Shadow of Chernobyl will always be on my shelf, but I think this one goes in the box. Interesting. Okay, that's not. How about you, Stefan? Um, so again, I really only have this to go off of. I when I played Shadow of Chernobyl, I was having fun, but I was only an hour into it, so I I really don't. I can't base it off of that like you guys can. So just my experience with this one, it's kind of in my introduction, which funny enough, it's the prequel. So thank God for that. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Like it felt like kind of an adventure, you know, and the just starting out what you're doing and what they're explaining to you and the whole story actually like you guys say it didn't really play a role or it doesn't matter but to me like i actually was drawn into it i love the idea of what was going on and uh all the um what are they called the 
the emissions going off and you know I, you know <laughs> I had the ending spoiled for me but figuring knowing <laughs> what happened after um that was actually all interesting to me and I love that and I love the atmosphere like just walking around pitch black at night not knowing where the hell I am and trying to follow the map uh it was pretty linear too like I didn't do any of the side missions obviously I just kind of blew through it but I had a lot of fun um the only part that oh i was just so angry about <laughs> was those damn zombies <laughs> <laughs> i think the game just like was like fuck you like because there was emissions there was those like whirlwind things whatever they are there was zombies there was like random snorts or whatever they're called there was stalkers <laughs> fucking everything was thrown at me at that part and i hated it but i got through it it wasn't enough to break me. I'm going to put the game on my shelf. I actually had a lot of fun. It's funny how much of the zombies came up in this one and how little zombies came up in the first one. Yeah. The zombies just didn't feel as tough in the first any one. Any of our first episode. <laughs> yeah, the zombies in this are way... They're, they're just buffed the hell out of. They fucking suck. <laughs> There's a, I need a mod for zero zombies. Thank you. <laughs> the zero zombies. <laughs> like, like how fucking Skyrim has like the uh, the arachnophobia mod, like to get rid of the spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no zombies, please. <laughs> Only in one part of this game, too. Then everything else is fine. Yep. Just that yeah. one part. Remove zombies. Zombies. Just make the end easy. <laughs> Place it with like monolith guys. <laughs> It's hey, saying a lot when uh, zombies are more annoying and hard to deal with than the snorks or whatever they're called. I, I've never had like that much. Like the first time I first couple times I played the game, the snorks just kicked my ass. But I don't have any issues with snorks anymore. <laughs> I just I just know exactly like you can still headshot them. It's hard. But if you get a headshot, they die immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just getting it. It's just key. Yeah. They move a lot. All right. And I'm, I'll, I'll go last. I think it's obvious this is going in the box. I enjoyed <laughs> parts of this game, but I never want to play Clear Sky again. It's not Shadow Chernobyl. I would definitely play again, maybe in ten years, and I forget that I ever played it. But <laughs> really good game. I mean, that was an amazing game. This, I mean, it's fun. It's had some really good parts, but I just felt throughout the entire game, I felt I felt like I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was going to die every other minute, which which would happen. And I some people might love that, like Stu, but I don't like a game where I'm playing hey. games constantly. <laughs> beating me down and kicking my ass and spitting on my grave like it doesn't work for me so i'm putting on the box and i'm good until we play the next one someday <laughs> all right comrade i would um <laughs> i would recommend to anybody out there that like if i almost i almost want to make us play like uh shadow chernobyl again but with the misery mod there's, there's a mod called misery stalker mod. misery and it's um it's essentially like a overhaul of stalker that ups the it ups the graphics it makes it look just like absolutely beautiful uh, it's a gorgeous looking mod um and it also like changes your hud to like make it like really grimy like you're looking through a helmet and it like makes everything really minimal and it's just it changes like the way that game is played Do you really so, hate us uh <laughs> Not all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just want to break uh, Stefan at some point. <laughs> you came close on this one, man. I was I was chain smoking, I was slamming <laughs> vodka shots down. Like what the fuck? What's funny but, is like I'm trying to cut back on smoking, and then playing this game is like, oh, God, I need a fucking cigarette. <laughs> yeah, 
It was like that. Mm-hmm. All right. There's, um, there's another mod out there that's called a. After we do call it perfect, we we won't play this because it's just not really a game. It's just a. It's called Call of Chernobyl, and it's it takes all three of the games and it just mashes them together into a huge sandbox. Damn, <laughs> it's it's worthwhile for people. Like there's a like a story mode, quote unquote, um, which yeah. is just like retelling the story of the the original games. But if anyone's ever heard of it and they like the stalker games, it's worth checking out. I'm looking it up right now. If you're talking, I and I will I will find a way. Maybe someday in the future, I'll find a way to like make Mike stream misery. <laughs> So they say it'll be really funny. I mean, it's I I've thought about streaming, but I have that hasn't happened yet. I've thought about it. I've thought about a ways we could do it too a couple times. Still waiting for Stefan to stream uh, Resident Evil. Oh yeah, should. <laughs> I think streaming. Yeah. I think without like it goes without saying, streaming is going to be in the future of the show somehow. Yeah, maybe we can yeah. somehow fix it up to where I can like professional or hardcore blast run through one of the Resident Evils while we chat about it or something. Yeah. It's it'll like it's probably not gonna happen for like a couple of years, but it's something we I, I think all of us individually have thought about. <laughs> I mean, the first thing we're gonna get down is this 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 year we're gonna have shirts. That's the first thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Month. Our current like every every time we do a show, I'm like, okay, we need like this needs to happen. We use shirts. This is how we up our video, like our audio quality. This is how we add like video. Eventually, <laughs> I'm constantly thinking about it so anytime we get a comment that's like oh they're like you need to up to your audio it's like i know i i know trust me i know mm-hmm. uh, okay before we before we introduce what we're talking about next week i do want to mention again what i mentioned in the beginning of the show we will have that contest coming so all you have to do is post anything about the show um and then you're just going to send us a screenshot to games my mom found at yahoo.com or facebook messenger however you want to send it to us send us proof that you did it it can be any group it can be anywhere you want to post it a tweet instagram i don't care just something saying games my mom found and it will put you in a drawing to win a copy of shadow of chernobyl so it's worth it it's worth it it's a great game from the time of this recording i'm giving everyone about a week and if we depending on how things go i might even be longer but the plan right now is 24th sunday at 1 p.m central standard time because we're in when we record but we'll see so uh, those are the uh only roles right what uh for what we need to have going on this week we like there's no other roles to it so i like i could enter right <laughs> you already have a copy of it so but yeah there's no other rules to it I could um, sell it other, off third party the only other rule is that if you get a games by mom found tattoo we'll all individually call you an idiot <laughs> <laughs> all right and, and give you nothing <laughs> stefan why don't you introduce what we're talking about next week since it's your pick oh yeah um so we are talking about another resident evil game surprise <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I actually wouldn't have put it on the list had I known Mike was going to put Dead Aim on the list. <laughs> okay. You know, we're, we're, but we're going to finish that entire series at some point. Uh, no rush. Mike, uh, is, Mike is trying to finish the Resident Evil series like like a parent trying to get a kid to finish like a plate of food. Like you've got to yeah. eat the broccoli too. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put Survivor on the show at some point. Yeah, I don't know, Stefan. You're already through some of the worst aspects, so <laughs> it yeah. should be pretty severe. <laughs> Dead aim is uh, dead aim is the broccoli on the plate. <laughs> we have all had to eat. Um, no, it wasn't. Um, uh, we, ne- next Bites week, here, son. broccoli tastes great. <laughs> see, mm, see, I hate broccoli. It's good for you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, next week we are playing uh, Resident Evil Outbreak File One. So this one's just called Outbreak. That. But it is file one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We could have probably done both, but 
we don't we'll do it another Speaking show. Which <laughs> file one it says I'm not going to be a guest on that show and I'm not definitely not upset about that. Uh, oh, okay. file one and file two have some of my favorite cover art of all of Resident Evil. Oh yeah. yeah I will not talk favorite. about it at all. <laughs> yeah, favorite musical <laughs> scores too in the series. But um yeah, so look forward to that. We're actually going to try and do something different and play on the actual servers with each other, so maybe we can do that. We'll see. Yeah, I'll be impressed because we barely ever even talk outside the one day a week for the show. So <laughs> we can never get we can never group together. So I'm, we're going to try. I mean, to be fair, a lot of that is me like not wanting to give anything away for games. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I know. You'll ask like, a shitload of questions. I'm like, I don't want to tell you what happens. Like, you just have to let Mike do that. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, like, just kidding, Mike. Oh, God. <laughs> one of these days we'll get to Resident Evil 4. <laughs> we're we're... That's where we're at there. I mean, in the Rain series, but we still yeah, I really thought we off. were at there, Mike. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought the next Resident Evil would have been four. <laughs> Not Dead Aim or Outbreak. <laughs> uh, I thought about, it, but there's no single player to talk about. But I thought about it. I've Thanks, been God. very tempted yeah. to buy. Yeah, it. Don't, don't even mention it because Mike coming. has already brought it up. <laughs> uh, Survivor is coming for sure. Why are You're... you like this? Because <laughs> I'm about to play shit like this. <laughs> this is oh. his punishment for us. I know. Oh, man. Every... You just wait. <laughs> you... Oh, man. All right. I think that's about all I need to say before we do our final plugs. First, I, have... I want to say, give an oh, awesome shout out to our awesome intro, courtesy of Balby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet, Songs of Cool Kid Squad. Other thing I want to mention, if you like this show, we have tons of episodes. Please check our episode 17 for the first Stalker episode, even though it might not be the best. I don't know. But listen to it anyway. And we also I've been covering the MCU movies. We got three down. I just re- we just released Iron Man 2 this past week. So check that out. That's a pretty good one, I think. When I remember we do comic episodes every month. And as of next month, we're going to be doing two comic episodes a month because we hate ourselves. We want to hey. put more, more content. Well, so by we, you mean you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some yeah. of us like ourselves and play stalker every month. <laughs> so check those out. Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we're I'm constantly trying to post new images of, of whatever game we're gonna we're gonna be playing. In this case, I'll be posting stuff about for the contest that we're gonna do for a week. I probably should do two weeks, but so check that out. And you can still do two weeks. I know, I might. It depends how many people answer me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we can extend it for a week if we need to. I might. I think that's about all I need to say. So please, we will we will see you guys all next week when we play Outbreak, and I'm upset and stressed out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I already um, played the first scenario, and I was stressed out. It'll be funny because we can all take a moment to remind Mike that we have a million games that exist that we can make him play at any time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot more penumbers out there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two more. <laughs> there's also other beautiful Joes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be a, tr- a punishment for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how much you guys hated beautiful Joe. Oh, man. Uh, so this time I wouldn't hate it as much because it'd be emulated this time. So, <laughs> oh, not emulated. All right. That's all we need to say. We will see everybody next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't know if my microphone's fucked up or if Mike's just suddenly in the different. Mike, Mike lost like. Half of his data rate there, his bit rate. <laughs> yeah. Like, say, all right, bye, everybody. Oh, you found here. Bye. Oh, and you sound like an Autobot. Bye. <laughs> I'm an Autobot now. Transformers. Cheeky, breaky. All right. Mike decided to call bye. in for the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs>